Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in. We have some new things coming your way, but for now, be sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter during matches and send Premier League updates, too, but we're always down to have a chat with fans all over the globe. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and run our live shows on Twitch. Click subscribe and join the conversation when we record. And as always, let us know what you think. The beautiful game is for everyone to enjoy, so keep us posted on what you want to hear more of. Now, let's have a beer. Welcome back, everybody. The Howlers Podcast is live for this year's UEFA Champions League final, and we have a special guest. We got a guest. Cam Ritter. Hello, hello. Cameron Ritter is in the building. I'm back. So, uh, Connor, our Liverpool fan, at a wedding. Jalen, our Madrid fan, getting that bread at work. Cam slides in last minute, just like it's no big deal, which, of course, it's not. Uh, And here you are. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. (laughs) Cam texted me the other night. Well, actually, we were at work because we worked together. Right. (laughs) Funny enough. And he was like, what are you guys doing for the game? I was like, oh, it's going to be Tristan and I like come over. And he's like, I don't know if I want to hop on the pod. I was like, no worries. And then he texted me on Friday night. He's like, or Thursday night. He's like, I'm coming over if that's okay. I was like, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be mic'd up for this game. Um So the the adult video store let you both take off the same day. That's insane. (laughs) Who's who's working at the adult video store if you're both here? But we'll worry about that after the game. Uh, Guys, uh, as our group chat has just uh, alarmed us, those of us not here, the kickoff has been delayed 15 minutes, which gives us more time to... What? I think the fans are being so unruly. Jalen and I quote said they're tear gassing them and shit, which sounds like it's legitimate. (laughs) So I think the fans might have uh, been a little bit unruly. Yeah, that's that's not good. You don't like to see that at all. Yeah, so... But it looks like the inside of the stadium is contained and ready. Uh, We have some some pretty wild guests, but nothing too unruly. Guys, what do you think about the game today? What are the predictions? Cam, what are are your thoughts? Cam's a Liverpool fan. Cam is a Liverpool fan. I am a Liverpool fan. Um... I mean, I'm excited, given the history of these two being in this game together. I feel like there's a couple guys on Liverpool who are out for blood, which is great. Always Mo love to see that. Mo Salah specifically. Mo pretty verbally confirmed he's out for blood today. Yeah, yeah so... He's going to go boots up a couple times. <laughs> you can believe that. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's kind of picked up... Uh, a, um, a characteristic. People are qualifying him as a... Not a big game player, so let's mm. see if you could put those rumors to rest. That'd be great. Yep. But prediction-wise, I think it's going to be high-scoring, very attack-minded teams. Um, I think that Vinicius might have himself a day on the wing with Trent attacking. Yep. Um, I'm going to say 3-2 Liverpool final score. 3-2 Liverpool final. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think? Um, so last week's episode, I gave my prediction. I'm going 2-1 Real Madrid. 2-1 Madrid. Yeah. I, I'm going to go Liverpool. Thing. I think Liverpool are going to win this one nothing on a pen in the 74th minute. That's my highly specific guess. Pen could happen in another minute, but that's going to be the minute I predict. Yep. Um, 
I do agree there's going to be two highly offensive-minded teams. I asked before we started who's going to have more possession. You guys think it's going to be Liverpool and Madrid will try and hit them on the counter, which Mm. it's tough to say. I mean, you're right. Both these teams have a lot of firepower. That Liverpool front three is really scary today. Diaz, Mm. Mane, and Salah. This also might be the last time we see that front three together, depending on what Mane chooses to do over the next few months. Yeah, rumors circling right now of him going to Bayern and... And you're saying that it could, you're okay with that? I, I I see that with Liverpool's recruitment history, yeah. I could. It's okay to sell and try and get some money and put that you know reinvest it somewhere else. It's yeah. the Liverpool system. I mean, yeah. we we know it as as it is, and you know you the money ball. I guess but, what's uh, what's <laughs> a I, this is probably a better question on, for Liverpool's point of view. What's like an area you think a summer signing could really uh, could really help them? Because to me, it seems like they're a pretty complete team, pretty deep team as well. But it seems like you can't have enough good midfielders. But I'll let you answer. Yeah, I mean. I, I I agree. There's not, there aren't really many areas where we could bring in a player and they'd more be keeping the right players than, happy. Right. Yeah. There's there's nowhere we could bring in a player and I think make an impact on our starting eleven. Like there's no area on our starting eleven sheet where I think that could happen. I think the biggest concern right now is probably just age. Right. Like if we're looking at. The age of the midfield today, Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson, I believe all over 30. And then, I mean, Mane and Salah, probably on the wrong side of their prime. Wouldn't call them young, that's for sure. Right, for exactly. So, I mean, I think we we brought in, um, who's the guy we just brought in from the, the, the champion uh, championship side? Oh, I want to say it was, fat, fa- it was Fabinho. Andrew, no. what's your name? The guy, the Fulham guy that Liverpool just signed. Oh, Fabio Carvalho. Carvalho, Carvalho yeah, that's you. who it is. Yeah. So I think that's great. Luis Diaz is young, so I mean, let's try to hang on to him for a while. But I think if we could sign, maybe a CDM. Yeah. I think would be great. Um, I, th- I I was talking. We actually kind of talked about this um, on on Thursday. It was I think or Wednesday, and. I think a replacement you need to find is kind of Genie still. Genie was a player who was a box to box, a player who could do it all, you know, defensively or going forward. And Keita kind of had glimpses of that this season, but it's not consistent enough where yeah. you can have that um, you know, be, be reliable over the course of a full season. And Jordan Henderson, obviously, getting older and he, he has quality, but not at the quality that you'd expect from a, a true number eight, I'd say. Like, he obviously has the high energy and has the captain's armband, and that goes a long way with, within the squad. But Someone, someone like uh, Genie would be a huge, a huge signing this summer. I don't know who that's going to be. Tushimeni was a player that a lot of people look to to be that replacement player. But it's looking like Madrid, Madrid. might be edging yeah. everybody yeah. out in the yeah. end, which is, uh, you know, that's not the first time they've done that. I, I see. I just saw two guys walking out. Now I'd also like to ask you about Cam, and this might solve some of the midfield issues. Harvey Elliott is once again going to come back. Curtis Jones, I won't say, has been a, a slow mover in my eyes. Uh, Maybe I'd like to see him used a bit more, growing a little bit more into his Liverpool team. I know it's a crowded lineup. It's not an easy 11 to break into, but there are still some young players that could fill a lot larger roles moving forward. Harvey's obviously the one that's more in mind, but yep. yeah, big. Yeah, no, I was, I was thinking the same thing when they were walking out, I think. But I, I, again, looking at both those players, like, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, both young, 19 and 21, respectively, but both attack-minded players. Jeez. So um, Henderson's solid defensively, for sure. Fabinho, I, obviously, 
I, I think he's one of the best CDMs in the world. But aside from those two, we have a plethora of attacking options. Not too many CDMs, so I would yeah. li- I would like to see that just to sure up like you know another defensive option in the midfield. It's all about depth, and that's one thing that even City do. Like City over the course of the last four years have consistently bought brought in a player that that doesn't have necessarily start, but can be someone to come in yeah. and, and be a, an impact player, or someone that can fill a gap when they have one. Uh, like I think I think of the Rodri signing. Like that was signing was obviously he plays most games, but obviously for Fernandino still there, and they can interchange a lot of those players. But he's someone that's reliable, consistent, and has had some big moments. A player like that for Liverpool could be huge. Like just having yeah. that in your back pocket, or just you know on a starting basis, but. Yeah, overall, I think there's uh, there's a lot of players out there to be signed this summer for Liverpool, and it's a matter if they sell a player like Mane, then you have to invest elsewhere because that's kind of how they're set up. Yeah, I I would just hate to see. And I mean, Tristan, to your point earlier, like this might be the last time we see this front three together. But I would hate. I, I'm I'm fine with Mane leaving. I would just hate to see him go. For I think the price tag the right now price. is like thirty mil. That's, that's yeah. so crazy. How much did you guys I, buy him for? I don't remember. It was cheap. We really got cheap. him from Southampton well, for I. It was really cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus to to do what they've done with the most situation, which I think they're very fortunate to still be walking away or headed into next season rather with him right. confirming. It's clearly he wanted to stay, but he probably could have made a, a larger money move depending on what he really was driven to do. But it would it would definitely be a shame to see Liverpool sort of bend into making what is definitely a cheap sale when they could be making a lot more. And totally. again, going after a, a, a player with the recruiting that they do, it would be, you know, you'd, you'd trust them to bring in somebody else who makes it a pretty, a pretty immediate impact. But, and I mean, Monty's playing center forward this game. I believe we, Still have Jota coming off the bench, right? Like little surprise not class. to see him in the lineup. I always am surprised not to see him in the lineup. But. I know. I so the way Klopp has been using him like latter half of the season is actually as a fourth attacking option. So he'll actually come in in a midfielder will, will come off, and we won't sacrifice anyone up top. Typically, when we need a goal, like late stages of a game. Um, but it, it, I agree, it's it's interesting not to see him on the starting eleven sheet. Um, well, Mane's also been using the nine as of recent. Right, so, yeah. like, this is your the front three right now. Your top three. For, you can't so. leave Luis Diaz off yeah, the off can't. the starting eleven now. You it's can't. insane. No, and uh, although Salah has not been the player that he was earlier in the season, he's still someone that is going to have a goal threat no matter what. So, and you want him in these big matches. Yeah, but yeah, the game. I mean, I'm kind of oh, pe- it's delayed by thirty minutes. Thirty now. minutes. What? What is going on? We're going to be late for that Red Sox game, Tristan. <laughs> You're going to be late oh, for yeah. dinner. <laughs> I'm going to be late for dinner. <laughs> uh, you better tell your girlfriend now. I am going to. Hey, babe, they delayed the Champions League final, <laughs> so I canceled our reservations. Yeah. Dinner's off. <laughs> I heard rumblings of uh, Tiago not quite being fit for this game, and I'm seeing a lot of Nabi Keita on my screen. Uh, is that indicative that uh, an announcement has been made about? I just Tiago's perused no- Twitter very quickly, but I saw that they were, they were asking one of the Liverpool uh, trainers or whatever about Tiago before the game started and it sounded like he was being kind of cryptic about how he was feeling so I think he's still playing but yeah he's something to work to to keep an eye on at least today is maybe his game time how much they Mm. use him yeah lineup it was what's that he's in the lineup he's He's in the the lineup lineup. yeah it was I'm waiting to to see see him come off against wolves that's for sure but I thought that was just precautionary 
I mean, obviously, he's. I think he's had a pretty good season, but it's just his experience alone is something that would totally. really... Not that the other Liverpool players don't have Champions League experience, because by now a lot of them have a lot of it, but still, I mean, you're, you're playing probably the scariest Champions League team you could possibly be playing. Absolutely, yeah. His composure is definitely just needed in the midfield. I, I, don't, I don't know if I trust Nabi Keita to... Get the job done. Get the job done, really. And he's, he's a, so hit or miss. And when he's hit, when he's missing, it's like it's bad. It's really bad. He's had some pretty shambolic performances, but yeah. a couple wonder goals though. That yeah, I mean he can't he really turn is up, a threat on the volley in a Champions League final when the midfield you're up against is Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, and Casemiro. I want I want Tiago and I. I'm not going to settle for... Uh, yeah, speaking for of uh, veterans who are really steady, Modric is also fitting that bill completely. And there's yeah. Benzema. I don't know. Could you guys find a better striker in world football this year? Probably not, right? I would say Probably no. Not. In terms of goals and assists? No. He's I mean, Mo Salah. Mo's up there. Obviously, joint leading scorer, so that's huge, clearly. <laughs> joint leading scorer. <laughs> Tristan's going to hang that banner. <laughs> Who's that with? Uh, Hyunming Son of Tottenham Hotspur. Who's that? Was, uh, he's a winger, plays <laughs> for Spurs. <laughs> Um, you know, and there's the uh, the, and then there's uh, the hot four. <laughs> there he is. There's the, the hot core four. four. The core four. Um, and yeah. now they're doing the same thing where it's like they're like, shit. We didn't have 17 minutes worth of stuff to talk. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about? Like, <laughs> I, I bet you like Carragher's already like two beers in because he's like, oh, that's like, that's oh the yeah. was kicking off. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the cameras to still be on. He's me. got like three Heinekens underneath the booth. He's slimed <laughs> up already. He moves his foot and you just hear a bunch of bottles clanging and the, it's just like pretending no one heard it. <clears throat> yep. Speaking of slimes, what are we all drinking? Go first. That's actually, we missed that. Yeah. We did. Cam, you go first. You're the guest. Bud Light Lime, baby. Sliming it up AKA all summer. Slimes. It's going to be Slimers. Uh, it's a summer of slime. I'm going with the infamous Mango Lossy Sour IPA from Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company. I, I feel like this is a staple when it comes to live watches. Yeah. Because they're so yeah. simple. They're, yeah. they're easy. They taste good. They're Mighty very Squirrel's communicative class. over social media, too, when you're trying to collaborate with them. One of the things I've always said about Mighty Squirrel is they're very collaborative, and they love to... That's awesome. Oh, that's right. They've never responded. No, oh, they, they, that's they, right. They gave, they gave us something. They have. No, they, they have. did. Yeah, they they're, did. They're very generous. Um, like, we love Mighty Squirrel. I, we got to do a pod there. I want to go to that. They have a beautiful back patio area. I, I try to get a job there. Fun. <laughs> really? Yeah, I applied. I just I couldn't fit the hours that they were looking for. But. I drove past it on the way here. There's people there at like 11 a.m. It was I lively. It. That's like, I, I need that energy. Andrew's yeah. in the market for a, a nice a quality brewery where we, we can maybe take some beer at the end of the day if they just give it to us or if someone doesn't pick up their order or something like that. Yeah, it's like, you know what, Andrew? Here you go. It's if more of a thing of like, hey, Andrew, do you think you can maybe get me a four-pack at a discounted <laughs> price? I remember I told Jordan, one of our roommates, and he was like, he's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to show up and pay it all on you. It's all yeah. on you. I'm like, okay. We would become an immediate problem for you. Oh, my gosh. Employment-wise. <laughs> Instantly. I'd be fired in a month. Mm-hmm. Have what a month it would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. If we're just going to filibuster here for a minute, how about um, Massachusetts residents are familiar with Treehouse Brewery? How about them just buying a golf course in Tewksbury? They did? They did. You guys didn't see that? What? Yeah, they bought a, the Tewksbury Country what? Club. They're transforming the country club itself into a beer hall. Where they're going to serve treehouse beers, so essentially just Dude, a brewery what? on a country club, and they're going to continue to operate the country club as regular. 
so you could get a membership wow. to Treehouse. We should do a live watch there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a golfer myself, that is particularly hardening news, I would say. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's incredible. Tewksbury? Tewksbury. I love it. Yeah. I want to work there. That's where you should work. Yeah. I don't know how far away Tewksbury is. It's, good, it's, a good it's close. Is, is it close? I think it's pretty close, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the closest option in terms of... Wow, treehouse to Boston. That's something where That's like fair. I'm like at That's work fair. daydreaming during the day, and I'm I think of that idea, and I'm like, wow, it'd be so cool if Treehouse bought a golf course yeah. and like continued yeah. operating. <laughs> Fifteen miles from here, it's a thirty minute drive, dude. That's doable. I'd be golfing there every single weekend. Seriously, it's yeah. going to be that time. Honestly, it really is. I mean, the biggest thing about we, we talked about it before we hopped on, but the World Cup not being. The summer, and we were Riddle. reminiscing about the uh, the Euros and Russia, and and obviously that fills just more mm-hmm. things to talk about in terms of football. But it's gonna kind of be a, it's gonna be a dry summer after last summer, and then obviously mm-hmm. um, COVID and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I'm not a fan of the Winter World Cup, but no, these wow. things happen, and can't really have have any control of that. <laughs> Ten <laughs> yeah, weeks incredible. of no football. I is- mean. It's like we went to all this trouble to service uh, this World Cup that is now dripping in like lawsuits and controversy and scandal. And so many players are boycotting the tournament itself. A lot of players are not. But, I mean, it seems like we like a lot of uh, backs were bent all the way over in order to like make sure this went through. And it seems like so much trouble for something that's been such a, a mess and an ugly look yep. from really everybody's standpoint. It's not... Like we we as a podcast will still watch the games. It's not like you know it's it's something that we're going to cover pretty immensely, and we're yeah. excited to cover. But in the same vein, it's like oh, here's why we've probably had a game cancellation. I see <laughs> players scaling the fences. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, man, that guy's just what an MVP. He's not even running that fast. <laughs> no, he's not. They picked the least athletic guy to lead the way. That's crazy. <laughs> All that money to like get. Security is in shambles. Yeah, doing nothing. Oh, so similar to this. Um, We're back now live on Snapchat. Back, back in when the, um, England was in the Euro final. Yeah. So one of my friends worked at Wembley mm. for the final, and his friend, his coworker who had worked there, he got the video from somebody. But a lot of people broke in, and there was other fans, like like other English fans, like hitting these like intruders because they're like, "What are you doing? Like you're ruining like." Yeah. Like they were like. People were running in and there people were some vigilante like justice. People happened. were like, yeah, being vigilantes and like hitting them. And Batman, like who was actually a, like a, a, a like a hundred eighty pound like Englishman, like five two guy, was like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill this. It guy. was insane. I'm protecting this this fortress. It's insane because it's crazy how, how easy they are. It's easy for them to get through. Like yeah. it's not a hard. Yeah. I mean, process. yeah. I mean, for there, was, you have a couple people help you up over that gate. <laughs> I mean, you're home free. You saw that guy ran right up the stairs. Yeah. Nobody chased him either. Like nobody chased him. Plus, if you can hide for twenty minutes until the stadium fills up, you might be in the clear not Absolutely. condoning anything but clearly the security was not did you see security it looked like, like a 200 pound englishman who like, just smoked <laughs> down a pack of hoons if we if they clear this fence i'm quoting this job yeah. this is not worth it i don't get paid 15 yeah, pounds an hour seriously for this. this is not worth it my life going in the back playing tummy sticks with the other guys seriously. i mean i don't know why they can't just start the game if everybody's been blocked out of the stadium either way that we so in terms of like fans getting into into stadiums and, and pitches themselves. Roy Keane made a good point in terms of how as soon as people and fans came back from Roy COVID, Keane. it's like they forgot how to act. I don't know. I feel like before... It was I, pretty crazy before. I, I, like, I don't think it was that... Cra- I mean, Aston Villa's goalkeeper last last week 
final day of the season after City had won, Martinez. got attacked. No, it wasn't Martinez. It was the other one. And Martinez was out. Oh. Maybe it was Martinez, but he wasn't playing. But Good day to be out. Um, yeah. But so there's, I feel like there's a lot more, like Patrick Vieira's situation with mm-hmm. the Everton fans. And then mm-hmm. obviously when City won the league, the, the, the fans stormed the pitch, which is, ha- it happens and that's normal. But it's more of like the attacking and like thinking that you can just like hit a player yeah. or a manager no and doubt. not have any repercussions or no think another, another human being. I think I sent the video of Vieira. Like, you're literally attacking, like, the most ferocious Premier League player of all time. Yeah. yeah. Like, what right. do you think he's going to do? Not hit you or not try to right. swing at you? <laughs> like, There needs to be unequivocal backing of the players and the managers in situations like that. Yeah. Completely no questions asked. Full unequivocal backing. We are taking, we're defending somebody who makes the Premier League a lot of money. Patrick Vieira has made the Premier League yeah. a lot of money for a very long time now, both as a player and a coach. He's, not that this has anything to do with it, but he's transformed basically how Palace play football and how they're viewed largely in, as a Premier League team. But season, yeah. So, none of those things even matter. Just, it's, it's sort of like so many other companies and so many other jobs in the world will back you so immensely if you're loyal and if you've done good things for them. And like, why should it not be the same in Premier League? Especially if it seems like they're doing less and less, less each season. Like, Grealish got punched a few seasons ago and not a lot has changed, you know, in terms yeah, of stadium yeah. security. And obviously it becomes very sticky, unfortunately, as soon as you're like, yeah, but if we bump security up, we have to make less money from fans. Or if we change their fan experience, if they feel like they can't have as much fun at the games, then it changes it altogether. But... The fact of the matter is, like, players can't be getting hit. And it, it happens at least a few times a season. There's things thrown from the crowd, too, mm-hmm. which is tougher to, to manage. I understand that. But, got I mean, post-game, having somebody attacked on the field is something that happened, like, 50 years ago. Like, we are way, way past that at that point. And if, and if it does mean barricading the, the field off in a more intense way, like, so be it. You know, this is a completely different thing, but... Uh, baseball, both minor league and major leaguers, a, a lot of balls are hit really hard into the crowd, and now a lot of stadiums have just put up netting, and, and the, they're, they're like, we're not messing around with this. Too many yeah. people have been injured. So at this point, it's like, I don't know why it takes so long for things like this to be put into effect. There's so little has been done I about know. it. It's crazy. And the yeah, like you made a good point with the, like obviously stuff gets thrown from the uh, from the crowd itself. When Someone my, hucks a beer from 32A. You know what? That's going to happen out. from time to time. But <laughs> when we were in England, we're not allowed. You're not allowed to bring a beer to your seats. No. You have you can only drink it where concessions are. And I don't know how they're sneaking them in. I would have done that just to have the beer by my side while I'm watching the game. But I right. couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to. Yeah. I had to finish it first. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of uh, a lot of madness as of recent. A lot. It's been very consistent with the with the stadium attacks and the, the player attacks and stuff like this that. This is the line. Again, like this doesn't look like an easy situation to govern. I'm not saying it's like peaches, you know, when you have this many people in such a big game and everybody is at their most passionate at times like this. However, it doesn't really excuse a lot of the the shit that's happened and lifetime bannings are a thing. You know, I'm glad that they seem to drop the hammer when it when it matters most, but totally. All right. Let's get him out on the pitch, please. Yes, yeah, ready. They re, they were recovering the field. I was like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Why are they covering the grass? What do they know that we don't? What um, is what is a uh, No one in the stadium knew that there was a delay done. either. Like people outside on social media, like I was fifteen minutes ago, heard about it before people so people in the stadium were like, What is What's going, going on? on? Yeah. 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 Looks pretty insane there though. Home of the know. French national teams, the stadium. We, we had to look this up yep. before, and we figured yep. it was PSG's home, but... No, no, no. home of the France national team. <laughs> Rugby, too, right? 
France rugby. It's kind of funny to see, obviously, the huge saga with Kylian Mbappe and Real Madrid. Yeah. These, these two towns or these two cities are linked pretty heavily. There was fans going viral on social media for wearing uh, Mbappe zero, zero, zero Champions League shirt and jersey. Um, I'm curious if we're going to hear any chants oh, I'm sure during will. the game. I'm sure. Uh, I mean... Again, to, to point out, it's had to be probably $200 to personalize a jersey that said that, which you can wave like an asshole for two hours. And then he's going to get home tonight and go, man, why did I do this? Man, I made it on Bleacher Report. Yeah, 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 at least I'm on Bleacher Report. Yeah. I've made uh, no money off of that, but they've just stolen pictures of me in this, essentially. It's not really worth I it. I think, um, I mean, that, that whole thing in itself, they're, they're doing the ceremony beforehand right now yeah, that's why they covered the field that's yeah. my bad i thought they were like preparing for a security lockdown <laughs> no i thought the same thing um hola hola i know that one that's easy <laughs> that means hello <laughs> but so the whole mbappe thing i mean it's kind of not old news but it's 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 significant in terms of like the world of football and the kind of the precedent it sets with future contracts but the whole mbappe new contract situation i think is a i think it's going to be a detriment to football because He's still so young, and yes, he is successful. He's a great player, but to give a player that much control over a ginormous club in itself already, and that I think it's a hundred million dollar signing bonus, and then it's a million a year, a million a week, or something like that. Yeah, he's going to make six hundred mil over the next three years. Yeah, like I think that's, I think it's ridiculous that he's making that much money. The money, I guess, is one thing, but I think the the having a say in who is managing and who's coming to the club is a very, very bad idea. It's crazy. Gonna, it's going to be a bad trickle effect. While I'm partially distracted by this angel that's on television <laughs> right now, I'm trying to make a footballing point. It's hard to do. I can just look Camila away from Cabello. the screen. Is that who that is? Yeah. Jeez. That's, TV's on fire. My God. <laughs> what I feel like the whole Mbappe thing is going to do, my God, look at her dress, is it's going to create a really unfair standard for players like Lewandowski or... I don't know, like name any, any, any Ma- Benzema, yeah. even like any massive name player is now going to look at the Mbappe situation and be like, wait, why shouldn't I be asking for that? I, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's worth the money, but hey, so am I. Like I scored more goals mm-hmm. than them. I did this that he didn't do last year. So why can I not ask for that myself? So, I mean, it's, she really can clearly yeah. pull off that dress so well. <laughs> uh, her eyes look amazing. I don't know who did the makeup, but kudos to them as well. But yeah, I mean, uh, the standard yeah. that's now been set is, is pretty alarming to it's, me. And I'm wondering what other players will do about that. It's slippery slope for sure. And I, you look at the other like mega super superstar youngster that just went to Man City, Erling Holland. They didn't mess up their wage structure bringing him in. He's at the same wage rate as right. Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about like just internal politics and like what the players feel they should be getting, there's ways you could go about it that isn't going to one just set a bad precedent for the future of football. But two, not mess up any any egos in the locker room, right? Because let's say, it, it, I does don't it even make PSG to. a less desirable place to go to for a big name player? That's like I don't want to go where an, a twenty one year old is calling the shots. I, th- like, I don't think so. Team. I think it would have been worse for them signing wise if they couldn't lock down Mbappe. If they threw the kitchen sink at him and he still went to Real Madrid, then it makes it look I undesirable. It, exactly. I think as an outside superstar, you're looking at PSG thinking, 
why couldn't they get their star player to stay? Throwing the kitchen sink at him. And and I definitely agree with you. I think he, if he had gone to Madrid in the end, it would have been, I guess, expected. Like, uh, it would be less to me a, a a matter of oh, PSG couldn't resign him when they really needed to. It's more of just oh, that that beckoning hand of Madrid finally mm-hmm. waved, and then the players just succumbed to it eventually. But I mean, that's that's my my whole my whole point of it is, I guess, I just Mbappe is in a way in a league of his own, so I suppose that does come with things that he can demand when it comes to his wages and how the, t- the team fees are structured. But he doesn't seem like he's the only one in that group for me. It seems like there's other players who have already proven that and can bring more guaranteed good gameplay to the table. And why should they not ask for that as well? I think it just sets more of a uh, a path for younger players to use as a um, as leverage. Because like, he's young, so he's able right. to use that as his against PSG. Like, oh, like if you do this or if this is given to me, you have this amount of years in... in in me left. So when you mentioned like Lewandowski or Benzema, they're at the end of their careers in terms of, I mean, they're like in their thirties or whatever, but uh, I think players coming up now, are going to start looking at Mbappe that are getting to that level and being like, I can, I can utilize this. He's an investment larger than football too, to be yeah. fair. He does have a lot of brand deals and, and especially with the Qatar world. Cup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. And he's already won a world cup, which in itself is you, if you win a world cup, you've, not only win a World Cup, but you play a major role in winning the World You score a goal, one of the game winners. Like, you're going to be considered one of the best. But, so, I think it's good for, like, bargaining for younger players. Yeah, they could look at him as an example. But, like, I'm just thinking about... It's like the anti-work. No, I, 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 think it's, I think it's bad. I think it's a bad... Now thing. people oh, okay. are going to... It's like people who are like, in the anti-work Reddit, and they're like, yeah. no, nah, I want to get a full salary without working. Right. And now it's going to be young players like... I'm only going to play if I can pick my own wage and make all this. Players are, players that age already already get paid, I think, a but, shit ton. Okay, so, like, the director role that he has, what's he, like, I'm just picturing the locker room. Like, halftime, you're down 2-0. Oh, is he going to be running X's and O's in the, in the halftime <laughs> speech? Imagine. Is he going to tell the coach to sit down? That I mean, be, that, the what, dynamic is what's been fucked. a huge people. People say the same thing about the Los Angeles Lakers this season. They're yeah. like LeBron literally picks the lineup every game and picks the offense that they play. And you could argue that he's one of the best basketball minds there's ever been. But like there does there does come a point where a line needs to be drawn. And it kind of seems like PSG compromised that where that Not line is in it. order to. <laughs> yeah, they did. They limited the line, line altogether. The right. Yeah. The coach is now just a, been demoted to like a coach's assistant, and Mbappe is like a player manager type thing. Yeah, but I, and now and honestly, what all that did for Mbappe was place a lot more weight on his shoulders, even yep. more so than there already was being the game's golden boy, like the yep. singular golden boy. I feel like Holland is also in that conversation too, and for for whatever reason, kind of fell off that radar. But I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. d- it did make give PSG a way different vibe, and I think it's going to for Mbappe himself create now like a. I mean, this next Champions League campaign is going to be maybe his biggest yet. Like this is Absolutely. sort of the amalgamation, to use that great word, of like all of the hard work. This is going to be a, a, a season that's sort of a culprit of your success or your failure. So yeah. Connor said only three year deal too, so he can renegotiate it. After twenty five years, he really has every. Years. He has every single. People are like, oh, the balls in your court. He has every single ball in every single court. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like when you play dodgeball and you have all of them. You have all of them, <laughs> and you're just <laughs> standing on them and throwing, and then it smashes off the person's face and goes right back to you. <laughs> He's gonna be coming out of this contract not even in his prime yet. Which I is know, crazy. which is insane. That is so crazy. 
We have the players in the tunnel right now. They look extremely focused. Salah just had his eyes closed, leaning against the yeah, wall. Yeah, Salah's eyes were closed because he saw Camilla Cabello on the field and said, I can't be distracted by this. I have a game to play, <laughs> which is what I would have been. Dad, be My brother in Christ. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> look, at, look, at the, look at the scenes right there. It, is it just me or does it look Madrid heavy? Fan Looks wise. pretty Madrid heavy. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the stadium, it was it seemed a little bit red heavy. Inside, I'm seeing a lot of Los Blancos going on. I think this is a setup. They're different heights, so the trophy's kind of lopsided. But <laughs> just my only they're about note the same. <laughs> they're about the same. But yeah, Luis Figo. I don't know who. Um, I don't recognize. So we Silver got Foxes. two Liverpool victory predictions, courtesy me and Cam. We have one Madrid selection, courtesy of Andrew. And then Jalen had a Jalen and Connor aren't here, but Connor had Liverpool winning on PKs, and Jalen had mm. um, real. I think it was three two Liverpool. So, um, if we're in PKs, I definitely think Liverpool will win. That's when you kind of have them right where you want them. But, Techni- but technically, Paul Merson would say that Benzema can only shoot once in a PK, and for Liverpool, that's going to be huge, limiting his shooting. <laughs> yeah. Really, that's that's the matchup. The trent Vinicius matchup is going to be uh, definitely a pivotal one, but this Benzema, Van Dyke and, and Kanate gets to start today, too, which I was a little bit his surprised hometown. by. I would have gone... Awesome. Yeah, were you surprised by that? Would you have Matip instead? Or? I think... Matip or Fabs, even. I know Fabs is in the midfield still, but Matip, I would have put... He would be Matip would maybe be in my team of the season for Premier League, if I'm He's being totally so honest. Matip yeah. and Van Dyke might be both my twin center backs of the season. I so I think Kanate might have gotten the pick here because he's on Trent's side and he's pacey as all hell. That's it. But think about that side defense of Kanate Alexander Arnold's deep defensive side. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of up in the air. I've spent some of the podcasts again saying pluses of Trent's game and minuses both mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. But I think in a game like this, that is kind of a gamble a little bit. A Kanate Trent. One you need to take though. If you watch, if you watched Man City play uh, uh, their game against Aston Villa, one of the huge issues that they ran into and why they went down was because they didn't have any offensive presence down the wings because they started Fernandinho at right back, right? Yeah. Or was it John Stones? I think it was. Jo- I think, I it, was think Stones. it was John Stones. Was Stones yeah. Right. Yeah. So they paid for that. Super stagnant. They paid for it. You got to play your game, and I think that. You know, it's a gamble we have to take. I mean, Connor, Connor agrees. He says Kanate will add some pace to help out Trent with, uh, yeah, with Vinny. So, and and that is not a, a a criticism of Klopp because I think of any manager we've seen in the last three seasons, his ability to to make a lineup that pays off in a way in the end, like where maybe he is criticized a bit for it, but the player ends up really coming through for him. He just his his football style and his passion is so injected into every player he puts out there. It's like, it's impossible for him to put someone out there who isn't equally as passionate and fired up. I know you're, you're probably getting fired up right mm. now. Cam. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're so only moments away in terms of the right. players with one name, Liverpool's leading that category and that's a good thing. So <laughs> man, I wish, I wish Jalen was here cause he could be the offset for the real Madrid. Sorry, Connor. I know we have a Liverpool fan for the moment. So we'll yeah, we did. <laughs> But we have both of our jerseys repping in the front. Hopefully, you've noticed that by now. The set is looking rather immaculate. Yeah, there's plenty of beers holding those jerseys up. Yeah, too. So there's going to be a few less by the end. Yeah, depending on how this game goes, too, for Cam. Win or lose, I'm I'm drinking. Win or lose, he's going to booze. Yeah, absolutely. I think you drink in sadness, you drink in happiness. <laughs> With I, football, especially. That's yeah. a football fans' take on it, yeah. no doubt. 
The sky is pitch black out here where it's looking like we might get a torrential here in a I few know. moments. I, yeah. I, it feels like it's like getting late, but it's Yeah, it's not. It's just it's the it, world is ending. There, there's a smoke. You can see the smoke uh, behind behind the uh, Madrid the grid, Madrid goalkeeper. Um, but, yeah, this is about to kick off here. We're ready to go. Champions League final 2022. But, yeah, um, this uh, this is looking pretty tasty, <laughs> honestly. Someone messaged you. Do you listen to you hearing messages over there? Yeah, my um, my girlfriend's brother, also a big soccer guy. He uh played Division One at Duquesne for a year, and then St. Louis. Duquesne. Yeah. Duquesne. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Man City fan, so we go back and forth and have some friendly banter. Oh. But uh, he just sent me. You're a talking hype. shit right now. No, he's actually. He's what could he say? What could rest. he say to Cam right, right now? What shit could he be talking to Cam right now? If I'm a Liverpool fan, I, or if I was a City fan, I would not be doing that. I, I sit on you, literally. I <laughs> eat you for lunch. I mean, I mean that they got you in Premier League. That's for sure. Yeah. But clearly, this is an Achilles heel for them. Absolutely. Yeah. This Which is, is again why I think it'll be tougher for Mbappe. PSG has a very similar. Uh, you know, their Achilles heel has been Champions League. So. Now it's time for him to produce, but he's not the story today. They're taking a knee, and then we're getting started, and we're we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be excited here. I think this is gonna be a very wide open game. Can we turn this up a little bit? Yeah, it just we can't get it in the mics. Andrew's gonna have to be our sound tester today for that. I can't tell. We're talking we'll with a lawsuit. We're talking enough. We're like, can you hear it good now? Paramount will better? send a rep to our house who will kill us all immediately. How about there? I don't think you can yeah, hear. That's it. good. Oh, I think we're good. I think that's breathe good enough. We'll just talk. I mean, I'll breathe heavily into the mic so it'll offset it. I, I can't have that ten million dollar lawsuit land on my my front door here. I bet we could pool together to knock that one out. <laughs> We'd recover financially. It was for Cam Ritter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it was all for Cam. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it was worth it. I'll go one more down. That's fine. I don't think I said my beer. Yeah, what the hell I are you drinking? Did. I'm drinking a beer called Bangarang. It's by Jay Wakefield Brewing, which is a, a brewery I've had before. They're out of Florida. Make a lot of very good fruited sour beers. This is a sour ale with key lime lactose and vanilla added to it. Pretty good. Good soccer beer. Oh. Oh. Good to accompany the game. Man, this, this stadium looks extravagant. Noticeably larger. But that could be because it's one of those stadiums that's pretty steep where you feel like you're directly on top of the person in front of you. Yeah. No, Some I'd... stadiums are built that way. I can In memory, a lot of them have been baseball ones I've been to, but... I know like the Pittsburgh Penguins arena, that's one where you feel like you're like sitting on top of the person in front of you. Mm. But it's better that way. It's a little freakier when you're finding your seat, but Yeah. Well that answers that. Tiago's out there. Again, yeah. I'm gonna keep my eye on him. It's, it's, just, delicious. Just, it's just a matter of not of matter of uh if he takes a couple knocks, we yeah. he might be coming off, but if he was limping before, if he was looking shaky before on Twitter, like you said, I don't know if that's gonna most well for the rest of the match itself, but then what? Kato would be the the next. I think Kato or I mean Ox. Uh, Ox would come on. Ox has kind of just been dusted to the side for how big he was when they had some injuries and he was filling in and scoring a ton of goals. I am a little surprised to see him get so much less time. Liverpool getting a free kick early on here. Looks like a little bit far out for Trent. Here comes the rain outside. Too. Oh yeah, those raindrops are wow. bullets. Wow. This roof is going to cave in at some point. <laughs> We're going to keep podcasting. <laughs> we'll be soaking. We're just watching. soaked. The lighting would be pretty good, though, probably. 
for my sake, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> uh, two minutes, 21 seconds in. No goals, surprisingly. Can't believe it. Oh, man. Henderson's pressing. I know. The Liverpool press is in full effect right now. Oh the gag and press. Wow, he just Ooh. took out Courtois. Well, I love just that. Took out Courtois, yeah. My Big gosh. Uh, that, this stadium is also pretty magnificent. It's huge, it's right? Huge. Isn't it beautiful? I know, and there's a good... Uh, I don't know if those are empty seats. Well those look like empty seats, but... Imagine being at this game. I, I wonder how much a ticket was. Um, so you look I actually up? grant thousand no, bucks old coworker. Um, he's in Paris for this. I think he just ended up going to a pub, but it, it was about a month ago. He was looking for tickets for this and nosebleeds were around 4,000 USD. 4,000 USD. What? Yeah. That is insane. I don't think what's the Super Bowl like? Do you know what the Super Bowl tickets are? I think the Super Bowl is more expensive more than that, expensive. honestly, but it's also... NFL tickets are This is a matter of taste, more right? More expensive. If you get tickets to the Champions League final, you are guaranteed 45 minutes straight of football, two halves yeah. of that. Super Bowl, I mean I mean what, 8 tenths of the game is a commercial break probably. Right. It's very commercialized. It's it's not meant for the viewer at the stadium, it's meant for the viewer at home. Exactly. So That's where I think the money is 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 a little bit it goes a little bit further in games like this, but I mean Personal taste, just my own opinion. Also, NFL tickets are way more expensive, even for regular season games, oh, than, yeah. Yeah. than yeah. football tickets. I don't think you could ever get get out of paying less than like 150 for Patriots tickets, unless you Never. knew somebody or got or they hooked right. you up. But like 150 is even a, a shitty seat ticket at Gillette. Yeah. I mean, we paid, Connor and I paid 200 and... It was 170 pounds for tickets to Wembley for the semifinal, FA, FA Cup semifinal. And we paid 170 pounds. It was like $220 each. $220 is probably what like a Monday night football, like when the Bills host the Packers for a Monday night game or Sunday night game it is this season, that'll be like probably 300 bucks, I would say. We weren't all the way up. We were like the section below the top. You said that was for FA Cup? That was FA Cup semifinals at Wembley. My, um... So it wasn't that crazy. So I have a ton of family in England and... I've been there multiple times, and I've 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 gone to a couple Manchester United games because most of my family is in Manchester. But if you're just a member of the club, you get tickets when they come on sale, and they're only like forty bucks. We paid we paid a hundred and seventy dollars for the seats that we got, but it was through a season ticket holder. So like okay, we, so they're resale. They but no, but of, she so they sold them like. Pretty fair, like fairly. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't charge. No. They didn't upcharge us. I, no, I think he got screwed. If I'm because I so the, we we were sitting, we were on touchline. The Barca Roma story. Yeah, Canvas told the story. I told the last time I was on hey, we'll the pod. Tell it again. It was the Barcelona versus Roma Champions League semifinal in 2019 when Roma came back. We got those tickets for forty dollars a seat, and we were about ten rows up because we got them. On like on the the, but I feel like Roma that's that's site. like a that's like an exception situation though. Like, could, could you really plan on getting tickets that cheap? Like at any game you go to, like, yeah, yeah. You what, just have to be you, savvy with it. Like, I if, don't. If you buy them straight from the site, like if you go, like Roma had a select. It's number safest of tickets. to buy them from the clubs themselves, right? Exactly. Which is kind of why you get like 
I I signed up to be a Roma member like a week before, so I had access to their site when the tickets dropped. Yeah, you were telling us to do that for when we were trying to find tickets for yeah. certain games, but it was I think it was a little bit different. I think, or it was just harder to do that, just because we didn't mm. want to risk it. Right. But we we bought them at I think one hundred seventy dollars for like like. Halfway line, first row. That's pretty nice. Yeah, like yeah, that's like not a lot, right? Like that, no, not at all. For a football game, that's got to be like that's your a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, like five or six. And they were playing at Leicester, so it was a, it wasn't like a Norwich or anything like that. But this game's opening up a little bit here, a little bit. So according to our uh, extensive research that we did before this game started. Liverpool's either going to get their seventh Champions League title today. Madrid's going to get their, what, 14th, 14th right? 14th, they could yeah. be getting their 14th Champions League title. So there's enough titles between the two of these clubs for this to be a very significant match uh, for sure. But mm. I don't know. It's like we were saying before. Madrid's probably the scariest team you could pull in a Champions League final Absolutely. based on how many times they've been there. And I don't know if you guys heard me before. Connor, I went back on what Connor said. He said if it goes to PKs, Real Madrid's going to win it. Um, See, I I think that's where Liverpool would be. Would he said, the he deal, said, but he said they don't have three in them, three in a row. Interesting. It's tough to it, people always say it's tough to beat the same team three times. I have like I'm echoing that sentiment for it's tough to win in PKs three times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Can only that, get that, so, like, that PK luck is gonna run out exactly, at some point. Like, yeah. there's not enough Kepa sky balls that like that this that budget is is depleted yeah. almost now. So <laughs> this is a game you really got to try to win in 90 oh, minutes. But. It's crazy because Liverpool did play the same team twice in a final, and it was in a PK situation. The most beatable team, though, I would say. <laughs> like Chelsea's really good, but come on, like that. Team. No, but it's just funny because they did play like we talk about like three times playing the same team, same team three times and beating them. Yeah, yeah. like they yep. played the same team twice and in, in the same fashion, won. But yeah, yeah, we know he's the coach. That that was uh, that's pretty clear. <laughs> thanks CBS, Sports. but thanks CBS for clarifying that. <laughs> They're really pandering to their audience here. <laughs> their audience is like a guy from the Midwest who's like, oh, I forgot college football's over. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp? Jurgen? Oh, coach. he's the coach. I see. Okay, that makes sense. That adds up to me. Why does he sound like he's from Texas? He, I don't know, Andrew. Okay. I was in Oklahoma City and people sounded like that. Okay. So very friendly, though. I literally couldn't find a friendlier state. Service was incredible. Beer was very good. You got some service? I did. Nice. Oh, you know I'm going to get that service. <laughs> Barbecue nice. is second to none. That OKC service. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it, brother. But uh, 10 minutes into this match. and It's yeah, like, a long 10 minutes. I know. That was pretty long. I think the whole... It like, doesn't bode well for the game. The whole build-up was long. I think the 30-minute delay might have uh, thrown a bit into the momentum. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me. Let's hope it doesn't go to PKs because I'd, I'd like to just... Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Yeah, I got to go to that dinner. That ball's on play. <laughs> <laughs> at oh. some at some point the ball at is some, out. What is, did you text Sam? <laughs> no, not yet. Because you don't know what's going to actually going to happen. Mane to, to Bayern Munich would be a pretty sweet deal, and they're going to have a pretty large goal scoring gap to fill with uh, with Robert headed off to Barcelona. So that's kind yeah. of business that Barcelona. It's much more imperative for them to get done if they want to win their eighty sixth Bundesliga in a row. Yeah. yeah. Talk about a dry league, man. I mean, that is... I love German football, and it, if there's a league I watch second to Premier League, it probably is Bundesliga, but that's a problem, dude. That's well, a yeah. huge problem. Well, even, that's 10th in a row, right? Or is this more than that? 12th? 
11th Bayern Munich this I, their I, league they won't just won in a row this I don't season. know. I it's, think it's, it's 10. It's been 20 That's a broken league. It's, it's yeah. been badly. 2013 on. And so. and I and I I understand in a row. The players who play in those leagues oftentimes cite the Liverpool City separation to the rest of the teams as similarly indicative like farmers league type accusation but yeah. I just don't I don't see eye to eye. Yes, I am biased cuz I'm a I'm a prem fan for first and foremost, but I don't know. I mean, like uh, Liverpool and City, that's two teams that are not connect the whole season. Chelsea also won Champions League last season. So I don't know. I, I would love to see a, a German team pull through. But it's like if Dortmund can't do it with the players they had and if, you know, Leipzig is the, is the next best team. But, I mean, it is tough to see. And you, and you see those teams successful in, like, the German uh, domestic cups. Like, I'm not sure. I think the Pokals, that DFB Pokal, that tournament that. Yeah, but Dortmund won that. Still, like, I, I mean, in terms of the league, it's like, you imagine City winning 10 seasons in a row no. in the Premier League? That would be insane. Well, that's kind of like, it's refreshing to see Milan win in Serie A. Because, For sure. Because Inter won it first after Juventus were on that steamroll of winning it 10, 10 years in a row or something like that. And then, I think it was... Like up to eight, I think. I don't remember what how many it was exactly, but Inter Milan then got in the mix, and now AC Milan won it for the first time in ten years, which is scenes were pretty incredible. Yeah, there. It's, it's good to see that competition. Even I mean, even this season, like Liverpool were were just were that close to City, and it wasn't just a cakewalk for for the uh, for Manchester City, which is nice to see. Careful eyes will notice that along with the beer that we've had on the table, uh, also my speed stick deodorant, which I had put on. I <laughs> applied. Eyes. <laughs> I applied shortly before we started this, and I forgot to remove it. Can't so really see it. Mm. it's like hidden. Now, partially beers. free advertising. This podcast is brought to you by Speed Stick Deodorant and Bud Light Lime. And <laughs> if you're feeling and musty, like slimers. Yeah. If you're about to sit down for a two-hour podcast and you're feeling musty, tough to do better than Speed Stick. And you got <laughs> dinner afterwards. Cam might be paying me for a couple swipes of this. <laughs> oh my God. It's fifty cents a swipe, dude. Fifty cents a swipe. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll know. Only Venmo. <laughs> a swipe counts as bottom to pit to top pit, not both ways. <laughs> if you go top to bottom, that's two swipes. That's two, so swipes. That's two of your three swipes. That'd be a dollar. So I run. Jesus. I run kind of a tight ship. Yeah, I run it like the navy. But like we said, like do. we said, I didn't know Liverpool. we were in communist China. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, deodorant. Like we said, Liverpool will dominate possession, yeah, and they are. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. Liver, or, uh, Madrid had a nice little burst there earlier, but no huge chances yet so no. far. Are we a betting podcast? Anyone got money on this game? Because you I do. What? do you actually, li- yeah. Living alone for the past year, all my expenses have been really tight. Like, if I need yep, milk, I'm fair. paying for that milk my whole damn self. Same with beer and everything else oh, that I want. Yeah. So, uh, for, in terms of betting, in terms of, like, risky money spending, I try to, to cut that to a minimum. But... I wouldn't mind throwing 15, 20 bucks to a game every now and then. Yeah. So, you, would you put on it? I got 200 on Liverpool. Yeah, I figured Cam would be kind of a high roller. <laughs> this is not Cam's Didn't first game. You did that, with, New- you did that with Newcastle, right? When they played Newcastle? So, what I did, and I, I rode the highs and I rode the lows of this, <laughs> I, I started off with about $100 in February, and I just put it on. Moneyline, Liverpool, and City. Because in my mind, they need to win out the rest of the season. There's no way they're going to lose any games. So every time they played, I put I started with that hundred dollars. I put on money money line Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Take so that what does winnings. that mean? Like like attack if like pretend you're because this would be a good like if you're an intro to gambling, which yeah. is which is a good thing. You know, if you want to 
Start slow, <laughs> understand the less scary. So say so you started with $100 and that was your main budget, right? That yep. was what you pulled from. Basically like a savings account before yep. bad decisions. Right. And then you throw that towards the money lines. So what's cash. a money line towards Liverpool? Like, well, what, what's an example? Like you'd throw how much of that for each game? Oh, I put all $100. All $100. Oh, yeah. on a game. I went all in. I don't recommend. I mean. Bit riskier. To each his own. But higher reward. responsibly. <laughs> gamble responsibly. Um. Only gamble like within your means. You did say um, you had a budget though. You pulled a hundred dollars. Totally, yes. That was what you use. So right. And you just choose to use it all at once. So I would put all <laughs> like that you're in on Vegas Liverpool. and you're gonna kill yourself right. tomorrow and it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I walk life. into a casino, I'm the type of guy who puts it all on black and that's it. Love it. I, I'm not gonna waste time playing slots all night or whatever. But um so yeah, I put it all on Liverpool and then I take the winnings from that, plus that hundred dollars, put it all on City the same week, take that. Keep going week after week. I right. got up to $900 from that initial $100. Helps when your team <laughs> wins every game. Exactly. But continue. Well, that, so that was my thinking. You wouldn't have put $100 on Tottenham that there's first no game. Way, no, there's no way Connor would have ever done that. No way. I was like, like, he would have made the same money, but there's no way he would have done it. There's no way he would have done it. I, I was like, these teams need, need to win out. If Liverpool wants to win the league, they need to win. If City wants to win the league, they need to win every game. Oh, Trent with that. <gasps> oh, oh, big chance big by chance. Salah. Good save, um, Tebow. Hold on by Trent, too. So, um,. So I got up to nine hundred dollars. I took five hundred dollars out once I hit nine hundred because I was like, "This is starting to become a lot of money to mm-hmm. put on a single game." Right. So I took five hundred out, kept four hundred in, ended up losing. <gasps> ooh, ended up losing the the four hundred. Um, when on Liverpool what? when Liverpool tied Tottenham. I suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best thing I've heard all day. To be honest with you. Um, but so okay. that's what I did. I lost yeah. that. So I slowly started to build it back up doing the same method. I had about uh, 250 sitting in my account yesterday. In your gambling account. In my gambling account. Right. Not my bank account. Right. No. Obviously. So I put $200 on Liverpool to win this game. To win two ten plus two hundred, so gotcha. netting out with four hundred and ten. I put fifteen dollars to win two seventy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! On Luis Diaz to have three shots on goal, Luis Diaz to score a goal, and Liverpool to win. Okay, so that was a big pull, but it, it, but good fifteen dollars to win two seventy. So stinger! I hardly think that you'd be, you'd be the only person. Th- Salah already has three, so yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's hungry. <laughs> I final final bet was ten dollars to win a hundred and five. Luis Diaz to have over two and a half shots. Yeah, Luis Diaz. That's to a have, good bet to take though for a guy like Diaz because he's you know he's, he's gonna always going to register he's, he's, at the shots. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then him to have two shots on goal. Jota to have a goal in Liverpool to win. All these just seem like sure bets to me. Like, they, yeah, of right? course, Jota scored. Of course, Liverpool won. Of course, Mo had three shots. Like, right. not that simple, but... I just sprinkled some money on those yeah. ones. Oh. You know? I mean, the return is definitely the worth, returns there. Is worth the loss. Potential loss, we'll I guess. Cam in a few years when Liverpool are finishing, like, sixth and seventh again. How much money he's... Yeah. How much money he's putting on it. <laughs> they need Spurs to win these games. Champions. <laughs> yeah, sixth place fighting for Europa League. I think this is going to be a really interesting summer <laughs> transfer window. Like, I don't, I know 
it seems like a lot of business that needs to get mm. done are concerning players that already play for the teams doing said business. I think of like the whole Salah thing came up a lot. Yep. Mane, whether or not you guys are going to resign him. Uh, right. Spurs needing to definitely sign the loanies that they've like, Romero, Kulisevsky. Th- those are now must signing players. Bentoncourt as well. So it seems like a lot of the business that needs to get done is with players that are already in that camp. But I don't know. I am really curious to see what. What players mostly are sold because I think in the United front there's a lot of guys that are going to be taken off as well and <gasps> yeah it's that'll not, be interesting. It's not even Pogba looks to be gone. United uh, is uh, linked with Frankie De Jong. I saw De Jong is yeah we we still floating. Six We've talked expensive extensively we, about that. Yeah. The no Champions League Tristan, is going to probably be. Jason said you said you don't see it happening. I don't only because Jim. If you guys had made fourth, I think he'd be there. I also but think I, he's our best case scenario signing. Like yeah, he's, he's incredible. He, he's not just I said he's not just a. Like a, a a worldly signing for the club, it's a worldly signing for the plant transfer the window. seed. Like no, if yeah. he was to move, it'd be the big one of the biggest transfers of Absolutely. the summer. But if if now this idea has been planted and is in the ether, if you guys can really and I I to be honest, I'm not trying to get around you. I don't think this can happen. If United can really turn it around and finish in the top four next season, then I think you guys can go make some more business like that. But I think Drew- unfortunately, he comes with the Champions League caveat, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think there are other, there's other players that. To be desired and within the transfer market itself, and Jurgen Jurgen Timber, I think, is one that is almost or not almost done, but it's in the works to get done. Um, center back, right? Center, I think it was like thirty million pounds is what I saw um, for to sign him, which is a pretty good deal. But uh, t- speaking back on transfers, and you mentioned the summer being a significant one for a lot of teams. It's not just because of not that clubs aren't still facing COVID, like I guess um, cutbacks, COVID woes. Like financially, but I think now it's a full. It's been a full year with fans in the stadiums and. Oh, oh, my, no God. oh my God! Mane just banged the post. <laughs> wow, I think I think Tebow got a piece of that though. Oh, let me see this he's again. Dead. Oh my gosh! Oh, I think he got a piece of that. That's no, a really no, good no, save. So let me unlucky. see that again. No, he didn't. Yeah, oh, he, he did. did. Yeah, oh, that's wow. a that's an incredible save. Wow! Um, wow. That's a world class yeah. save from Tebow. This Holy been, shit! This has been an exciting, exciting first half for. He any clipped that ball, but yeah. So back to the oh. back to the COVID woes. Like I think there's been some restrictions financially. Obviously, the, the big clubs like City they paid 100 million for Jack Grealish, but I think more clubs this summer are going to be spending a lot more money. And they already like Aston Villa have already signed two players: Diego Carlos, Diego yeah, Carlos, he's, he's and um, Kamara. So like I think moves are going to be made. Kind of low key, almost like Kamara was like right yeah. away, like last week they signed him after the yeah. season ended. So I think it's going to be a lot of that, and it's going to be a lot of big names. I mean, Holland's already one that we talked about. You yeah. know about. I brought this city. up today. It's Spurs like, as of today are signing Ivan Perisic. Ivan kind of Perisic. A, a business that got done very quickly. I guess the good news for Spurs fans is he was really high on Conte's want list, and that got done really quickly. So. Yeah. A lot of reports coming out of the Spurs camp that Levy's planning on fully backing Conte. Conte was really clear with what I he saw wanted. He was given 188 mil, and that's I think before maybe selling a lot of the players that could be sold because we also have a lot of. I wouldn't go so far as to say dead weight, but we have a lot of guys we could probably re up yeah. for or just compile a bit of a savings account from having sold. So yeah. Lochelso is one of those guys. I mean, it's rumored he's going to go for a lot less than what we got for him, which is not. Which is not uh, typical of Levy, too, which was I was surprised to see. But, yeah. I mean, either way, it seems like 
this whole Parasitch thing was one of those deals that typically we'd miss out on because we, we refused to pay some sort of fee, but <laughs> it seems that that got hit really quickly, and Conte was really clear that the this is one of five players yeah. I insist upon you buying. I've been very clear about how I feel about this, and it, all things considered, got it got him. done. That's so. a good sign. It's a little strange because it seems like he is most productive on the wing, a position in which we are like a very wing-heavy side right now, but... I've seen him deployed as a wing back. He's, I think he's 31 or 32. So I don't know what a full season in the prem he could be at wing back, but he's just coming off a, what I think Inter Milan finished second, right? In, in Italy this season yeah, behind did. AC. Yeah. So yeah. coming off a pretty good campaign. I'm, I, I heard he was great last season. So good no, move for him as well. If you're going to, it adds depth to your squad experience. He's just, he's a serial winner. I mean, a lot of experience, a crazy worked, amount worked, of experience. Yeah. Conte before. So, this is that um, Conte poll that I'm really thinking. There was like, there was like a lot of rumors about Conte potentially going to PSG, which I felt he, like were never, no, never even remotely legitimate. It, never, it was never concrete. It was never confirmed by him, or it was more of like just rumors that spread. That I saw it a ton. Like, wildfire. like the job is opening up, and he'd be the. I'm like, he's not going to leave Tottenham to go play for PSG. I don't. I never saw that happening. But. Um, speaking of like transfers, Brendan Aronson. The American links up with Jesse Marsh. Glad you brought that up. I'm a big yeah, fan of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a great move. Jalen made a good point, though. He did say that that could add a lot of pressure, not only to him, but to Jesse Marsh. Cause it's a delicious yeah. point that he brought up, and I actually yeah. was glad to to be able to talk about it and, and bring it up, which I'm glad you did. Like, I think, like you told me last week, you guys went live for the podcast and you were on Twitch, and somebody yeah, came into yeah. the group chat and said, oh, great, Americans talking yeah, about yeah. football. Like... <laughs> It it's happens. something that we've gotten quite a bit as a podcast. Largely, it just comes off as funny to us. Yeah, like, I it's think just it's some shithouse yeah. taking the piss, as they like to say. But, you know, I, I think that is kind of a, a dangerous point of, like, if Aronson is a huge flop for whatever reason next season, mm. that the Leeds fans go, oh, this American is now bringing other shitty Americans and they're ruining the club. Yeah. And this and that. <laughs> I think that's like a bit of a, 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 a stretch and things would need to go really poorly with Aronson, but... And also, too, let me say the Leeds fans have seemingly been really receptive to Marsh. Oh, yeah. and like, they've been really supportive. You want to so. hear something hilarious? His finish with Leeds in 17th yeah. is the highest finish of a club coached by an American coach. Yeah. In the Premier League. What's the second place? Was it like... No idea. I thought it was somebody... It's either, like, it's either relegated relegation, or... Yeah. 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 It's, rele- it's relegation. Really, that's that's so insane. funny. That's actually a funny ass. Well, and you know uh, what? Like first of hopefully a few big signings. And by the way, I don't think Aronson will be a flop. I was kind of really excited to see him come to the Premier League. Yeah, but, me too. You know, he's a he's a physical midfielder that I think never has never seen him back down to a fight. It'll be a huge, massive jump in skill level from where he's played in his whole career. He went from Philadelphia Union to RB Leipzig, which is still a, no uh, RB Red Bull. We went to Red Bulls. Red Bull, but it's, it's oh it was Salzburg. Yes, thank you. Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, so it's a high intensity league, but it's no it's no joke that Premier League is is a, a much higher level of play. So the demanding physicality aspect, especially in the position he plays, will be huge. But yeah, in the midfield, he'll play next to he'll play near Calvin Phillips, a healthy Calvin Phillips, which should be really helpful. Hopefully, he's still there. Hopefully, still there. I mean, this is an offensive minded team, and he's a guy who likes to bring the ball forward. So awesome for American football. Awesome for Jesse March. Should be huge for for Brendan Aronson, but if there's one thing I think Jesse Mar- Jesse March is 
we talk about Americans in the game, but I think he does have pull. Like that's the thing. He does have pull. He, he he's managed, and that'll only to, grow yeah, too as like, as he stays in the Premier League and becomes that marquee Premier American coach. That will only grow. And while it's it's been noted that you know American football has not been the most high level in recent years, and there's a lot to left to be you know desired in terms of the skill level. I don't know. It's like, say, Leeds make an uptake. Then Weston McKenney's like, oh, I'm going to make a move now and go play for my American coach at Leeds. Like, why <laughs> Why is that not likely? Sergio, De- like, right. why would any of these guys not if Leeds were on the up? Like, clearly they have the fan support. They're in a, they're in a huge market. If they can really turn around and not I think, get scored on five times a game next season, like, things could turn around. Yeah, it doesn't have to be American. It could be anybody that he coached oh, yeah. while at Salzburg or oh, while at yeah. Leipzig. Like, that's huge. That's exactly what, what Spurs fans are looking for with Conte, a huge Italian connect, somebody who can, with his name, pull players over that would say, yeah, I know it's Spurs, but I'll play for Conte. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, an exciting summer to, to be had. So A lot of surprise it. signings, I think, there'll be, and it'll be really hard to predict what teams do what business, but... Yeah, no, definitely. Again, it'll really just be a matter of if we're seeing the, the regulars next season. As, as opposed to what we did this season. Yeah. Switching gears here, tuning into the game, there's been an interesting battle between Luis Diaz and Danny Carvajal on the left <laughs> side. Seeing this, getting, pretty, getting yeah. pretty peppery over there. Yeah, they're getting handsy. Jalen always shits on uh, Danny Carvajal now, these days, and he's a Madrid fan. He's been there for a minute, though. He's old. Yeah, yeah for he's sure. Older, but, he's, I mean, he's still capable right back. I mean, definitely capable. You and can say Carvajal has been feeling the heat today, so what he's going to need is a swipe of his speed stick at the half to keep <laughs> him fresh and ready. Shout out to our sponsor. And we're brought to you by Speed Stick. <laughs> Unofficial. <laughs> Blue Chew, we love you. Thank you. Not actually a sponsor. Shouldn't be saying the name. That's bad mojo. Oh, my God. Yikes, Fabinho. Get Tristan Davis to that one. <laughs> Asking for he's, a deflection. He's, That's he's, a center back shot. He's yeah, having a laugh. Maybe. He's having a laugh though. Afterwards, yeah. gotta have a go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take your chances. Well, what do we there. think about the ball, gents? Ball debuted a couple days ago. Beautiful, I think it's pretty, pretty clean. Yeah, oh. tough to make a better Champions League ball. I think this guy's eyebrows, man. One of them is not the same as the other. No, it's like he's doing like a Austin Powers eyebrow. I don't Ace Ventura rather. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Real Madrid's had a. They've, chance on goal, they've yeah. They barely had possession. It's yeah. actually absurd. I don't think they've had a shot on target yet. These games have just such a high magnitude that it's almost like guaranteed the first 30 minutes is a wash just because both teams are get really settled. trying to yeah. get settled in. It's crazy that it's only been 30 minutes. Well, I mean, Liverpool's had chances, like yeah. real. Looked more, they've looked the more dangerous side, no yeah. doubt. More intent, rather. Madrid seemed to be waiting on something that... Well, they'll wait for the calendar, and when they get the calendar, it's going to be fucking deadly. Because they do have Vinicius. I don't know about that. I mean, that Tiago passes. <laughs> I do. I don't. I. They did it against. They've had the hardest run in the championship. If league. you define they've Vinicius had, running down the left side and crossing a header into Benzema as deadly, then sure. I mean, if it hits, if it gets the back of the net, that's if it deadly. hits the back of the net, that's deadly. That's for deadly. Sure, yeah. But. <laughs> Liverpool have definitely had the easiest passes. It could be two. It could be. Two, sure. It could literally be two passes, yeah. and that's a deadly counter. I couldn't believe it the could, draw. Villarreal draw. Also, Real Madrid have had the hardest knockout. Um, matches than any team that I mean, yeah, compared to sure. Liverpool. Like Liverpool's was a cakewalk. Yeah, but Liverpool also had to play every single game available to them this season. They made it to the the final of both domestic cups. They had their thirty eight ho- 
Premier League <gasps> games. Oh, what a play. Made it to the final of the Champions League. They've played as many games as they possibly could this year. No, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from their success at this point, but but Real Madrid did have a much more difficult Champions League. I just, I just think considering that, like, Madrid's been in this point already. Like, they know what they're... Like, they had this with City. They had this with... I mean, I wouldn't say PSG, but they, they've been backs against the wall, and they found a way to, yeah. to, get, to get goals no matter what. It's a, it's a bit of an unfair standard, Cam, I would say. If Liverpool walk away from this season having only won an FA Cup, you will have... Disappointment. That will be that will be the initial cup too. That'll be the initial reaction to the end of the season. Is disappointment, which is really not really fair. It's not really just. I I wouldn't say that. I'd say success. (sighs) You finished second. You 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 won two trophies. You know they'll say all they'll think of is losing this game and and finishing. Yeah, and on the last day of Premier League, having being in first for just a few fleeting minutes, with and then having it not team, go their way. Yeah, with this, with this squad. Team, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, this front three might be not be playing together again. Right. So you don't know how many seasons you'll be fighting for a treble or a quadruple, right. rather. So I think they'll always be fighting for at least a double. And and also too, this recent Champions League success they've had. And that's winning to finishing in what the semifinal last season. Was it Atletico? You guys lost to and. They lost in the final. They won the final. They lost the semifinal. Then they lost another. Either way, what the last three or four seasons have done for Liverpool, and that's and that you also forget that they lost to Madrid in the final, like with Carius and goal and that whole mishap. But like they're injecting now a genealogy of success in this tournament that I think will carry on for a long time. Even if they don't do that well in Premier League and they maybe drop a couple, as long as they're finishing in that fourth place or higher. I think they'll always be a significant threat in this tournament, the same way that Madrid is right now. Yeah, Yeah, it's always been. Liverpool's Liverpool's DNA is. This is a habit that they're building, and and that will surpass the players that they have. So a lot of these guys are sort of, um, like Cam said, maybe not the correct side of their career, the right side of their career. They are losing a step a little bit here and there, but it's the badge that will benefit from all of this, and and moving forward, players that come here will, will, will do so because of Champions League success, and that is something that is incredibly rare in world football. I think very yeah. few clubs have that pedigree. In past time, Liverpool have been a club that is successful in Europe. But For sure. Six, but now, like yeah. you said, now, like, four, four years on, like, they have been consistently Overall, for sure. But then, like I said, yeah. they did have a bit of a lull, or then they, they dropped yeah. off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were, like, the Dayan Lovren years, and that's not a knock to Dayan Lovren, but a lot of times that that lineup gets pulled. Like, this is what Klopp started with. This is what he has now. And, and totally. a lot of those guys weren't huge names when they came in. But, I mean... I just in terms of like the the ten year periods of history where it's like there's the grand scheme of history and then semi recent, but mm-hmm. this is just really adding to to their ability to bring that. in players. That was kind of nasty from Carvajal. He's he's ready to get into it today. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean he we, just plows into the back oh. of Diaz. <laughs> we mentioned guys like Tiago being important based on the experience they have in this tournament, but it seems like Madrid has a team full of guys do you know, like do that. You know, <laughs> they, they literally, literally do. Like, do, you remember, do you remember what minute it was that Salah got injured when they last matched up? It was first half. Was it first half? It was first half. Um, I don't remember if it was like early on, like really early I wanna on. I want to say it was like in the th- 20s or 30s. Who knows? I'm not trying to manifest anything for you guys here, but imagine that happens again. All right. What was the last two? I don't know that. <laughs> two guys, right, yeah, wait, why I'll don't leave. you get out of here? <laughs> So Andrew's like, and with that, yeah. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to plant this seed, and yeah. then right. I'll be back. Yeah, this is a pretty juicy first half so far. Here we go, Kanate. 
with a Matip-like rung. You said, I mean, this is what I've been waiting for. This is this forward movement I've been uh, promised from coming. Oh, what a ball in. Man, Mo wants it. I loved both Mo and Sonny, like, current congratulating each other. Two pretty likable guys. Lovable guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mo's like a little, like, like a little teddy bear. Like, I'm really dude. not He's trying just, to like, start so anything. Nice. I know Mo is a little bit more of a uh, an enemy in terms of going down in the box. Sonny can also flop, too. I think that's a negative connotation both players sort of share, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's too... Two icons in the Premier League that Absolutely. that will like when we have kids and we're crotchety old men and they're like, oh no, he's the bat like Mbappe's this yeah. this you know like but we'll we'll think back and I still think the the golden age of Premier League was like the years when United were unstoppable. That was when the the bat like Van Persie and Paul Scholes oh, like yeah. that's a tough era it's to beat. A Van Persie jersey actually. That's a that's yeah, a swaggy unreal. jersey. Would you yeah. buy it? You bought a Arsenal one? No, I bought a. Uh, a Dutch national, a Dutch team, national one. team. Yeah, it was pretty fucking. A family nice. was it number ele- was it number eleven? Ten. 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 He was eleven at Arsenal. It was fresh. A guy that my dad went to high school with uh, is the attorney of the Glazers. Uh, no he lives way. in. Wait, right, no way. Yeah, it's actually wow. kind of so crazy. Did you see what Scott? So it was like right after Ten Hag was confirmed, or not confirmed. Sorry, after they had lost to Palace. Is Van Nistelrooy actually? Sexy, yeah. sexy, sexy, rude. That's rude oh, boy oh, shit. Oh. What did I say? Oh, that I oh, love the color. Crispy. Where'd you buy that from? Grailed again. Shout out Grailed. Um, G R A I L E D. Grailed. It's typically like, like higher fashion stuff. So like Rick Owens, like collabs and things Balenciaga. like that. No, no, no. It's where people will go sell like their higher end oh, fashion clothing. You. Um, but people will people now that have you guys seen the bloke core trend bloke core it, within streetwear fashion right now, people are like just buying old jerseys, old Love soccer it. jerseys and Love it. yeah, it's like, is that a trend right now? Yeah. <laughs> Look at, I bloke. hope it doesn't become like the shoe game, which now people use bots to like buy the new Nikes and resell them that then it gets ugly, but I love jerseys making a comeback. Yeah. Kids rather bloke, so, bloke core. So you should check out. Uh, we met, we, Connor and I went to this store in Manchester and London. It's called Classic Football T-Shirts. Classic, Classic Football oh, Shirts. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. And they're so huge. they're huge. And we talked to one of the workers there, and he, like, reposted us on Twitter. We, like, I, I made a TikTok oh, just, like, sick. showing all the videos. Um, but it wasn't their, like, real, it was, like, their, like, all, their account got, like, hacked or something. So they weren't using, like, the legit one at the time. But I'd really, love to have an account worth re- hacking. <laughs> really, really friendly crew, and... They do ship to the U.S., so I buy stuff from there all the time. Yeah, that's where Tristan. That's where I said I want to buy my next big yeah. purchase is going to be from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a yeah. United jersey with like the like the the strings across and the color. Yeah. Like, nice. Yeah, my my sister and her uh, former boyfriend went there a few years ago and went into classical ball shirts and got a sick. It was one of those Tottenham kits, and they had the really baggy sleeves. You know that that age yeah. of jerseys. Where yeah, you better have big arms in that era. Or yeah. You look like noodle arm boy. <laughs> I would have not looked looks cool like you're in a 50 mile an hour away. I would have looked like somehow goofier Peter Crouch, to be <laughs> yeah. quite frank with you. Wow. Now, now it's pretty ill fitting and it can make anybody look cut. Yeah. 
Now the jerseys are skin tight. Yeah, the the new kits I'm loving so far. So far, everybody's put out some fire. I hate to say it, but Arsenal has a gorgeous home kit with the collar. Liverpool's mm. uh, just classic red, fantastic look. So nice. The United kits leaked, but Andrew, you said they look great. I love the Spurs home kit. I'm a fan of the white kits for uh, United. They look really good. They look, they look classic almost, which is like you love to see that stuff. And we've been kind of, I feel like topic-wise, we've been kind of all over, which I love. But we, uh, I don't know. Jesus, that's unbelievable. As a group, we haven't really talked about the the England selection in terms of the new. I honestly didn't get a good look at it. Me neither. It's a few new names. I mean, the the bigger story were guys like Sancho and Rashford not being named to it. Maguire is the sole United player. But a lot of people (laughs) said, why the fuck was Maguire even selected as as a player? There's a lot more deserving center backs. But... They got some games. They play some really good competition next month, so that'll be pretty telling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Bowen's one of those guys where I really hope makes an impact and stays. Seems pretty quality, but... I mean, I think it's deserved for someone who's been so electric this this season with West Ham. and He's a big stage guy, so yeah. I'm thinking he's going to get on this stage, and I don't know if we'll see him off an England roster soon enough. If that's, the case, if that's not the case, then clip this and make fun of me. But, like, I would love, love, love for Bowen to just become a mainstay on this England side as, like, a guy who maybe comes off in, like, the 60th, 70th minute. And, I mean, he was so fun to watch this season. I can't believe Harry Maguire is on this. It's list. insane. I, I understand. <laughs> I like that they back him and they're like, he's been a huge part yeah, of our success. All, that's like the positive of it. But like still. two fucking years ago that he was the big part of their success. Mm. So it's like, come on. I'm honestly really happy uh, Tamori is on this list because finally huge. he's gotten the recognition that he deserves. He's been the Premier League really missed out on when, when he left. Uh, it's, it's good because if he would have been fighting for time in this Chelsea side, even though I don't think any of us think that's pretty just, he should have. I think walked into this side and become a mainstay for it, but it's good though because he and Tiago, I think, would have made such a good. And that's, I mean, Rudiger has had arguably the oh, best season, oh, but oh. it's good though because a lot of English players don't leave England themselves, and he's been very successful with this Milan side who just won the league in Syria. So I think that's like that's huge for him. It's huge for England, and the fact that he got a call up just goes to show that all of his uh, his quality this season paid out. England. Players typically do pretty well abroad. Like thinking Tammy about Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Well, as too, of recent, yeah. I think now so more so than they used to. Yeah, we haven't shouted out our former Premier League great Mourinho on winning another trophy with Roma. Yeah, I know Ooh. that Conference League trophy he should have won with Jordan Spurs. Henderson. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't that close, but I want to see a replay on this. I know. He definitely clipped it. Yeah, he clipped it, but it was just off. Like it just... I killed that lady. Oh, oh. I almost killed that lady. We almost had a dead groundskeeper. <laughs> but Sh- show must go on. More blood on UEFA's well, yeah, hands. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of success from England players. And the thousandth person to die in the UEFA <laughs> stadium this season. Speaking of success in England players like Tammy Abraham, like Cam mentioned, and then Mourinho being a uh, the driver in that seat for, for Roma, but he continues to win no matter Won what. the first conference league. No, no, matter, no matter what. Type of conference or, or championship it is or cup Not it is. even Tottenham could. So, so far, <laughs> like from a Tottenham standpoint, so far, I'm like, I, I actually watch really closely to the Mourinho news because I'm like, I'm waiting for him to be like, yeah, it was impossible to have this success at Tottenham because of yeah. the way things are. You know, but yeah. so far, he hasn't done jab. that yet. I still he's think he looks it. back on his time at Spurs 
fond he probably hates Levy like everybody else does, but I think yeah, he he looks lot. back on players like Son and Kane being like, Fuck, I wish I got to like coach that final game with them. I yeah. think that's still You guys would have a you would have you would have a trophy. You would have a cup in your cabinet. I'm not like everyone always goes like, Oh yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm. We beat City all the time. Like yeah. if Mourinho was out there, I do think that would have been way a way different game. I think the players were checked out because it was Ryan Mason and you know, like I, I think that was awful. That was an awful move sacking him. But so far, none of the like, none of the Mourinho shit. I think it would just be against Levy, which I would like support and love. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like as Jalen said in our group chat, you can't hate the guy because he is a serial winner and he goes totally. out to win the trophy no matter what. So yeah, no, it's it's and you it's you see. shit on trophies like Conference League. But then you see how the Roma fans react to it. Like, don't shit on yeah. a trophy ever. I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent The players too. The players were ecstatic. That's huge. Yeah. They, that's the first trophy in a while for them. That's a big club. Uh, Abraham came off probably his be- definitely his best season ever. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of good in that in that side. Oh 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 oh, oh my god, dude! He's offside. He's offside. Thank fucking god. What a sequence. That ball had Vaseline on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allison was greased trying. Greased up old guy. Yeah, for real. That's a greased up old guy ball. Look at this. Was he onside? I think he was good. Oh, my god. That was some good podcasting. <laughs> Sorry for the, this three guys Sorry for the listeners' What's ears. Call? Just hear us yelling. Yeah, it looks like he was he off there then? Might have been off there. Might have been off there. Or was he off when the deflection, Jesus when the deflection Christ, happens? Jesus Christ, great. Or this attempted pass. Yeah, interesting little back heel. <laughs> side heel, yeah. Looking for the own goal. Side pass. What is the call? Uh, looks like they're looking it over. Benzema's definitely they're making smart, his case. They're smirking, yeah. <laughs> what is the call? Interesting, uh, interesting notion made, especially after a few difficult decisions this season. What are you guys' thoughts on refs? Talking to the media after games. That's something that gets brought up at least once a season as a oh, serious. Wait, he is offsides. It looked like he's off right there. Yeah, he's off. No, he isn't. Yeah, so. Van Dyke might have kept him on, though. If it's off the rebound, you have, then... to be, you have to be. It's the furthest two back player, so it's typically your goalie, but. Yeah. He, there's only one player. I definitely don't him. think this one is going to stand. I don't think so either. Come on, make a damn decision. It's the 44th minute. <laughs> it's a great haircut. It's a wild look. I really do. Do you guys think I could pull that off? Beard, beard longer than hair on the head? For sure. I'd but, look like yeah. I'm, I'm, I should be on a watch list, I think. I think you would just, you'd look, yeah, I'd look normal. Uh-huh. I don't think, I think I'd look insane. Or you get the Allison back. But every time, like that hair, hair like the, the length of Benzema's hair on top is like what I think about doing like, during the summer months because it really is more manageable like and cool. type of thing. Yeah. No doubt. It's okay. way more manageable. No so doubt. he's off. Wait, so it's, it's right here. He's right kept there. on by, see, yeah, he's definitely on there. It's if he's mm. off on the first initial ball. But no, no, no. Because he's kept on by one of the defenders right there. No, but he's on because Robertson keeps him on, right? So offsides. But look where Robertson when stays. Your no, when your goal forward, when your goal is in front of you, though, so his goal the you have keeper, to yeah. be. It's yeah. two players. It's not just it's the one. keeper as well. So well, keepers keep, up. Keepers so, up. So that means he's yeah. So yeah, this is sort of a fruit salad play. I'm and sure I think that doing. since it's off a Liverpool player, it actually might be a goal. Yeah, we know, kid. <laughs> yeah. 
shaped number on the side of your head. Casemiro's number on the side of his head. <laughs> that was clearly done on the car ride to the stadium. <laughs> that was not the work of a barber. That was dad. Can yeah. you shave a seventy four into my head before we get in there? <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> or they got bored during the game delay and they were like, "Ah, fuck it, shave this into my head." And this would take some. This is a very long goal. Yeah, this is taking entirely too They're long. Pulling out the dusting off the rule book for that. Thirty slot. seconds maximum. He's this has it. to take. He's really blowing on it right now. I wonder what they're saying. If if like Benzema's like, yeah, this is going to get called off or not. Is he done? Look at him. Goal. No. No offsides. No goal. Yay. Remain zero zero, guys. Goose eggs. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, we got, we're in the 45th minute. We're in stoppage time now, though. There'll probably be a few more minutes added on for what we've just witnessed. Cam said it to the bathroom. And that's about what's going on here at, uh, the Howlers podcast. podcast. It's been a good, it's been a good first half. It's been an exciting first half, though, for for no goals. Plenty of chances. Liverpool have, I would say, looked slightly the more hungry side. Though Madrid looked more patient and ready to work with what they have. Courtois made... A world-beating save in the first half on Mane to deny him what would have been a, the first goal. So, a lot of entertainment from the first half. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm happy yeah. with this first half. Well, it's nice when, when we're not watching our own team. You know, this is like a different experience for someone who roots for either of these. But, Andrew, that's what we're looking to fix in the offseason, <laughs> right? We're looking to become one of those stressful... Investment. Uh, m- late May, late May play, which is, oh, we're fighting for both the Premier League and the Champions League. Yep. But yep. shit, I would take. What, what is expectation for you next season, next season? Like, legitimately. Are you asking, like, just me or are you? Like, 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 for Spurs. Like, what What do you think is, like. This is pre, this is pre summer window, whatever happens. I'm I'm going to work under the assumption we re-sign Kulu and Romero and, and all that gets done. Uh, at the very least, fourth. I'm not going to knock. I, I We won't catch Liverpool and City next season, and that's even if one of them has a down year. Uh, and Chelsea, right now I would just give the benefit of the doubt based on players that they have, resume, yeah, yeah. recent success. Okay. Uh, I would say f- fourth place is the absolute bottom most you can finish. Uh, if we re-sign these guys, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in, in that front three again. Uh, I would love to see them get to get through the Champions League group phase. Yep. And I honestly would love to see him either win a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. That's so my expectation. Domestic going Cup in. and yeah, fourth. a domestic cup, a, a convincing run in Champions League, and a minimum fourth place finish. Cam, what do you think about that? Don't take the don't don't shit on me because I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> Realistically, like my expectation is fourth place uh, through to the Champions League group stage and losing and maybe getting through a round and then uh, losing the next round. Wait, wait. Before he answers, would you rather have a a domestic cup or fourth place? Would I so I either get a domestic cup and finish fifth? Yeah. Or you finish fourth and get nothing. Domestic cup. Ooh. If winning if winning FA Cup meant finishing fifth, I would win FA Cup, no doubt. I'd rather win a trophy. Spurs need but, a trophy. But that's, you're talking you to a Tottenham a fan, so that's something that we... It's not just like... Yeah, it's not just like anything. It's a, I just feel it, like if you're trying to attract players, it's a tough sell when you're not in Champions League. But also, you're like, right. but also, there's all a That's lot. That's very true. There's a lot of investment going into all these teams, so it's kind of like it's true. There's only so much gap you can fill. There's only so much room in the Champions League for the just, six Premier League clubs. Well, let's, that are, let's say you like you sure up your wings. You get like two really good wing backs this window, right? Or the January window, maybe another center back to play alongside Romero. 
Right. Not named Dyer or Davis. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But let's say you sure those up. You bring in like one or two really like good signings this summer in January. 100% FA Cup and then a fifth. Yeah. I I would say too, and this is just for the sake of conversation. I think if we were to win an FA Cup, we would finish higher than fourth. Like that means we're on good enough form to be in the top four. But depending on the tournament, sometimes shit flip flops and that's just what happens. But I would kind of take my trophy and run with it. And then, and, but, but yeah, it would still be a topic of, we did not fulfill expectations finishing in the top four. And you're exactly right. That unfortunately is now way too big a deal for most players who are thinking, I'm just not willing to sacrifice not playing in champions league. I'm sorry, but no, I think that's, uh, I think that is largely why the Paris deal went through as quickly as it did. I don't think he'd be interested in Spurs if it weren't for, I think Conte is a huge part of that. But I think mm-hmm. if we weren't going to be in Champions League next season, I don't think he would have been nearly as interested because he's been in Champions League probably every year of his career. So yeah, yeah. I think for United's um, in terms of where they should finish and what what they should be expecting. For me, I expect top four, no matter where it is. And then a lot of work, Andrew. A lot of work to be done in that team. But I, I if that that would that I think that would mean significant summer business that I, I I'm I, not I, sure can get I, done. I'd and, rather get top four than get a trophy. Well, I would agree with you because you're united and you have a, a big enough trophy cabinet. Writing that ship is definitely first and foremost. You need to be in that top four. I it's, agree. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even just getting top four. It's playing good football mm-hmm. because you can win. There's a certain style of football that teams play, and obviously that changes with managers and as history goes on. But the, a, a manager like Ten Hag and the football that you've seen from United over the last, I guess since the most attractive football we play was probably under Ole. But doesn't all since, of that, since though, Sir Alex. no matter what the expectation is, doesn't all of that require a drastically different it, style of play? In well, terms of, and you guys are still will have a lot of the same players yeah, on we, the field. So and we, that is, to me, what's so concerning it, is you're going yeah. in as Maguire being your number one center back. And that's a drum. We all beat way too much. But it's because we need to. It's because each season now is becoming a slightly larger and larger it, problem. And yeah. if you don't go get somebody who can play next to Maguire, which I, I, I think Maguire is, is awful when he's running the ship, but if it was like a Joan Gomez, Van Dyke type thing where he didn't need to feel like he does all the work, his gameplay would improve pretty vastly. But that would be my main concern is getting a guy like Ten Hag who was your, you said, but you've been saying for months he's your ideal number one Manager, and yeah. I'm kind of shocked you guys still were able to pull it off and with all the timing. <laughs> but you're still going to have a lot of those same guys, a lot of those same problems. Yeah, and you and Connor, I think, illustrated this really well in terms of Ronaldo being inaccurately assessed as a problem at United. He's not a problem at United because he scores so many goals, but he the team is different with him and in, in the lineup, and a lot of things do need to change in order for him to really be at his firing on all cylinders. So that's a whole thing too, where I. I don't know. It is interesting for me to I think, think about. I think it's just more about the style of play, which I think we t- I talked about it in the last episode. But there was that that um, report, that article that came out by Samuel Luckhurst in terms of the worst the worst season in United's history and what came with it. That came with a lot of player privilege and uh, toxicity within the, the dressing room. So. A lot of players need to leave, like you mentioned, which isn't easy. It's, it isn't easy to get rid of players, as people might think it is very, fucking very difficult. Hard. So um, I think there's a lot of players to, to leave, and then obviously we need to get the right players in to play the style that Ten Hag wants to. And I think he's the one to do it. It's just a matter of time. He deserves time. But I think 
some progression of style of play because under Ragnick, we just kind of we kind of just knew what we were going into. It was chickens with their heads cut off, running around, pressing with no intent, and um, the Ragnick well, era. When, when we did have the ball, it was the only moments we spurred like. Only moments that were brilliant is when it was just based off the player's individual ability. It wasn't based off tactics or things that are done on the training ground. So that's what I need to. That's what I think every United fan wants to see next season is an actual system that's implemented that's going to work for a long term solution for the club to win trophies. I think for me, if I'm picking right now, so I say top four. I don't trophy or not. I don't care. Just top four and good football. So I, I think about. best case for United, unless Fair a enough. lot of work that's is fair. done, is fifth. I think if United finish fifth next season, they'll have done the best they, they possibly could do. And that's, again, that's because they yeah. won't catch City or, Chelsea, City or Liverpool. Nobody else will. Chelsea, I'm biased, but I think Spurs are already improving quite a bit and are on the upswing. I think I think United's in a better spot than Spurs are. Really? Yeah. I think that's insane a little bit. I think I think it's way too early to say that. I mean, it's early, but I think, the, but like I, I, said, I, I disagree. I, I, yeah. I say because with the with the investment that United does have in terms of, they're now giving Conte investment. Just consider it like what what United is. I guess it's an, I dude think Maguire. Maguire is yeah. still your number one center back in the next season. Again, I wa- I would love to stop talking about this, but I cannot stop <laughs> yeah. talking about this if we're talking about. The United season, the, yeah, like going. Go I think there's the more potential season. with United squad than there is with Spurs. There's a lot more money in the United squad, that's but for sure. But there's, and the, there's one. Th- there's way too many questions. On, on, on paper, United have a better squad than Spurs does. On yeah, yeah. On, pa- on, on paper, paper, on paper, doesn't mean like on paper. Liverpool probably have the fifth best squad in Premier League when you get right down to it. Maybe not fifth, no, but they have, they have the second best squad in the Premier League. They have the best center back in the world. I would say, che- they have I would the say best, on paper, Chelsea they have, have a better squad than Liverpool. They have the best center back in the world. And they Not have, to stray from the argument, but I'm like, I don't know that Liverpool automatically have second best. But but either way, I... I, I on paper, I United, really, United have a better... We went, in, we went into this season. You have the same squad that... We, it's the same squad that we both went into the season. Where, no, but we're, we're plus Kulu. We're plus Mendicor. That's why we two, finished fourth. You've had two signings. Um, you have two signings that are... That turned out to be really, really we're good Maros, players. So it's kind of three, but... No, but I'm saying like... Besides, I'm saying additional. Like you went in with these players that you signed, we went in with these players that we signed. Everybody predicted United finishing second, even contending for the title. So on paper, that's based off on paper signings. It's not based off performances. I'm not saying I'm not downplaying Spurs' performances. I'm just saying on paper, right? So on paper, there is more potential from this United side. But I'm, based dude, I'm off stressed based, if I'm a United fan. I think I'm the, not, the energy going into next season is way different yeah, for both bad. clubs. I, there's a lot of question marks I, I in Manchester right now. I think now. there's more potential just with the players that we have. And but there was more potential this season. There was more potential last season. I think there's always yeah, more potential. Yeah, but the question mark but, was always around management, which is the biggest, which is the driving factor for any success of the I club. disagree. But then there's the what defending. What do you mean? Ole wasn't a dri- Ole was Ole, questioned okay, the entire no, 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 time. Ole brought you guys to a second place finish. Yeah. Jose Mourinho brought it you guys it to It doesn't a, matter. We still were quite, we were still questioning around style I'll agree of play, with the, no, no. I'll, I'll agree team, with the, the like, questioning of management. I'll concede to management that 100%. was questioned the entire time. Ole was treated unfairly his yeah. whole campaign at, at United, but... I will just Never keep, I will keep beating this dead horse. The defending is not good enough. Juan Basaka yeah, is a no, question mark. Fair. Maguire, yeah. who plays, I think, on the same side of him is a question mark. Luke Shaw is just too hit or miss at this point. He had a great 
era with two England in the Euros. Yeah, really, and he had a good, it's really good two years. But yeah. he's kind of he's too hit or miss. So there's just there's a, a metric, pardon my French, fuck ton of business that needs to get done in that no, camp right now. That like no no, no that, in one summer I I don't know. De Gea that's why is literally the only player that doesn't need. I to be won't replaced. hold next year's results against Ten Hag, and you can and you can like take that to the bank because of the eleven. No, I know right. exactly. That's why I think I I still think like at our best. The, the it beat Spurs twice this season, yeah. so you have our number in terms so, of the head to head. Like, I but. think, I think there's a lot like just as much as there's toxicity with United, there's like problems with Spurs that are just like in, like engraved in their culture of as a club. Problems, right. So like we're both we're both kind of fucked right now in terms of like what is being driving into culture aspects of the clubs. But I don't know. It, maybe it was a bit of a shout, but I still personally see more potential with United side if it's done the the right way. But that's not easy. Spurs have gotten the right way for the last two months, which is like really important because that's how they got top four. Like they hit the gas, they literally hit the gas like February on. Like they, they literally just fucking did everything they needed to do. The off season almost came at like kind of an inopportune time. I think spirits are really high at <laughs> at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which needs to. We need to pick a new name for that, even if it is Amazon Stadium and we go full corporate. That's not my ideal <laughs> outcome, but like it's better than Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That sounds yeah. kind of like. Dude, I don't get what's up with that. Yeah, like, and I've heard Amazon for the longest time, and I'm like, you literally could not pick a more mm-hmm. like textbook evil corporate company yeah. to sponsor your stadium. But it's, it's, again, it's it it's it's better than what it is right now. Do you guys want to take a little break for the game? Yeah, should we take a little fiver? Yeah, little that'd fiver. be great. We'll, we'll, I could well, pee. All right, we'll be back, guys. I could pee. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the Hallers Podcast. Second half of the Champions League final. For some second half action. We had an exciting first half. No goals, but yeah. nothing to uh nothing to be disappointed about, that's for sure. Two pretty high octane teams. I would say Liverpool had the best chance. Uh Madrid did have a momentary goal that got called off about yeah. thirty five minutes later. So yep. quick and tidy work from the uh replay room as usual. But mm-hmm. zero zero. And for everyone who mentioned PKs, they're starting to get uh, starting to rub their hands together a little bit more. And I don't know. I think for me that for me that bodes well for Liverpool. Shockingly, it seems like you guys disagree, and you think Madrid would benefit more from the PK situation. Understandably, Liverpool have flexed their budget of uh, luck in the final, but we, as they like to say, in all countries, in all places of the world, we'll see. We yeah, Cam, are you like more nervous, less nervous, settled in, settled out? I'm settled in. I think you think oh! a goal right here. Oh, <laughs> it was a delicious ball in. We're definitely we were the better team in the first half. So I'm agreed. I'm, I'm happy. Agreed. Klopp probably would have been news. that would have been a good a positive team talk from Klopp in the second half too. We're working hard, we're pressing, we're looking good, we're yeah. playing our game. Carvajal just has fucking Luis Diaz's number. That is a great point. That's yeah. a because because we said and in, in all games Luis Diaz has been the difference maker, like mm-hmm. literally since joining the Liverpool lineup. But mm-hmm. yeah, credit goes to Carvajal, and that I think kind of goes hand in hand with the whole Champions League experience type thing. You know, he's yeah. not letting. Anything make him nervous, and he's been here many, many times. This game is buffering, not ideal. He's uh, old, though. I like. He's old, but it, it shows. Keep up like with those fresh legs of Luis Diaz. I don't think so. 
I mean, for 90 like, minutes. As, as long as guys like Luka Modric or Tony Cruz are out there, I'll be like, you know, I, I think again after after Italy's center back pairing at the Euros last season. Now I really find it hard to pin a player's age against him at any point. You know, if it starts to show on the field, it shows. But yeah, yeah. If he's more knowledgeable about where he needs to be, and when I say he, I guess I mean any of the players we've mentioned. Anybody just gets better with age, and mm. and field positioning obviously is just as important as athleticism. So. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nice to see. I like players' careers elongating. You know, it's good to see somebody play play longer than than average. But after Italy winning the Euros with who Chiellini and who else was his partner back Vinici. there? I forget. Yeah, Vinici, Vinici, I mean yeah. it's it's fantastic. So, but we will not see that Italy team in the World Cup. Oddly enough, that's so crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's so and they didn't make crazy. the previous. Maybe the most top, inconsistent yeah. big big country club. I mean, they are, they uh, yeah big country team is like. It's insane how good they they were in the Euros, and I would say the dark horse of the of the Euros themselves. But I don't know. Yeah this this pod planning season is going to be a bit funky. Obviously, we'll we'll make it known when we plan on covering what, but it will be pretty funky taking a Premier League break. I I, I think you know the title race this season was largely two horse. It was pretty close in the end, closer than other people expected. Yeah. But in terms of like. You know, if we get to that point, and if Liverpool's in first or City's in first, and then, and then the schedule changes, do you think this this break in play will affect the title race? Will affect, say, some player takes a really bad knock, God forbid, in one of the World Cup games, and then Premier League resumes. You know, then you're without maybe a superstar, and most of them will be playing in the World Cup. So it adds a, a scheduling conflict as well, but also a health conflict. You know, when when. The Africa Cup of Nations was playing too. There was like some COVID conflicts, mm-hmm. a couple injuries that happened there. The games, our Premier League games, were still playing with the, with Afcon games going on. So like yeah. teams like Arsenal were left without like six of their guys because we of were that. Left so without Mane and Salah, Liverpool, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But luckily, you guys are so Listen, deep. They're, 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 yeah. they're halting the leagues. That they're like they're stopping the they're, everything's a halting for like four weeks. It's, so it comes at a, a, a time when Premier League is. <coughs> Oh God, excuse Bless. me. Thank you. When Premier League is most heated up, so I'm thinking when when league resumes, you know, it might be interesting. And I will say too, sometimes sneezes are disgusting and like <laughs> shit flies out of your face. And sometimes so I'll say thank terrible. you to my own nose and body for being able to keep it together in that moment. Because <laughs> like, imagine in the middle of a rant, I just sneeze and have to like leave. But you know, it's a good point that you raise in terms of the the repercussions of the World Cup itself happening while the league's taking a break. Is if they if I don't know if. If Liverpool lose Van Dyke, the Dutch national team isn't in the World Cup, right? Are they? Do they qualify? Oh, they gotta be. They have to be. That's my dark horse. They probably are. Then <laughs> Cam's but, like, I got three hundred dollars on them. I, I hope they are. Already have a yeah. So on them. I, I don't. I, they're pretty inconsistent too. But um, for instance, if they if they were to lose Van Dyke, or if um, any one of these teams were supposed to, were, were to lose their star player, then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes you know, a problem. It's not a problem until right. it is yeah. essentially. So. Cam, we got a shout-out from French Frog. He says, I can't hear you because it's so loud, but shout-out. And he said, Cam, exclamation point. Is, he at the, is this person oh, at the game? Oh, that's my boy. P- that's Pierre. Pierre? Oh. He's, yeah. Oh, let's go. Brand Watch. <laughs> let's, let's go. go. Let's go, Pierre. Is Welcome. he at the game or at a bar? 
Yeah, he's at the Phoenix Landing in Boston. Oh, right on. Pierre. Fuck yeah. Right on. That's, the, that's the Liverpool bar, shout right? Out, yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Pierre. And I will say, we have, as as a podcast, we have a lot of things we want to get done this next year. I think something we I want to get a lot more involved in is the local bar scene and kind of going to games is it and United meeting people. Gr- and greatest bar is United's bar. Didn't you say that? I don't think... I didn't know that, so I don't think I, think, I said that. But. I think there's uh, real people going to the greatest bar for this. Okay. That'll be fun. I know it's Spurs Cleary's bar. It changes a lot each season, so it might be it might Cleary's be a different... A Cleary's spot. is nice. used to be Globe, also very fun, but Lear, that they host Premier League games. I don't know if it's Arsenal. I think it's Arsenal, but yeah, there's a pretty good scene, so... Yeah, no. I think I got to infiltrate that, and I think everybody has a meeting spot, so... And... Um, this is another topic, but uh, we talked about you know, Courtois and his abilities today and his, his performances so far. We don't really – we kind of have a – this player left a like, distasteful feeling in our mouth with Rio Ferdinand and his comments about some of the United stuff, but he did make a good point that Courtois will be the difference maker and he needs to be for this team to – Real Madrid to stay alive and oh, fair play to well that, that shout because Courtois has been – that was exceptional. He's had today. the biggest play of the game so far. Yeah, Rio yeah. is an absolute fucking blockhead, but uh, <laughs> Thibaut Courtois has definitely had the game's most significant moment. That was a yeah. tremendous, tremendous save. Yeah. I think he's been sharp, even with the simple things that a goalkeeper needs to do. I think he's been, yeah. been very, very um, reliable. So. Yeah. Rio, if you think Madrid is so dependent on Courtois, just buy the club, man. You should just buy the club and fix it, and then you know you can fix all those problems. <laughs> we, we had a uh, would be my recommendation yeah, to you is uh, <laughs> wait. I didn't see these comments. What what, what happened? No, Rio. So Rio, Rio's had some very controversial comments in terms of like his. Some of the things, some of the things he's so when Newcastle were going, he's had some really close-minded with, takes on with Mike the game monetarily and yeah. having a really, really bad misunderstanding of the yeah. the common man, hard worker in the UK. He so really he, just does not. He uh, said to the Newcastle fans, "If you're that unhappy with your owner, then buy the club," which was like the dumbest thing I think anybody could have ever said. Right. He also talked about Ragnick and his and his ability to or his actions. In which he like was speaking out against the club and talking about transfers that didn't go through and certain basically just spilling the beans. But like Rio, you've been in and around this club for like five years now, and you your buddy your buddy buddy with everybody. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're gonna say stuff like that where you're like, oh, he shouldn't he shouldn't talk poorly about this that right. like keep it in the dressing room like he's placing blame and all this stuff. But I think that's like on I think for Rio. Coming from where he came from, like you know, correctly, he, he you'd think he, Rio would want him to do that, but in this case, he doesn't. He there's wants, a there's a very he wants things to be left behind closed doors and nothing to get done. Like yeah. we've done that for five years. Like let things spill out and let things hold. <sighs> I oh think God. there's a a very highly justified respect for the UK working man. I think when you, I mean, go to any Arsenal fan TV for proof of this, but. It's not a good indicator of the leagues, but what I'm saying is like when a club puts in a really bad performance, one of the first things you hear from pundits, players and fans alike is the, the, the fans drove all the way and showed their support for 90 minutes. Not Mm. to see that, you know, that, that was shameful and the fans deserve better. I think rightfully so as ticket prices get higher and higher each season, Chelsea had uh, very notably had a very large spike in ticket prices. Their season ticket prices almost doubled last season because of all the issues they were facing. And, Rightfully so, they took flack for it. But 
My gosh. The good thing is the price of a ticket is still emphasized in this country and they know how expensive it is and how much goes into it. And for these people to work the hours that they do and a lot of grueling jobs that they do and then to spend their money on games like this, obviously player player standards are held into accountability. So that I like and that I think is a good part of the game, but I think that sort of ties all in all together in terms of like the quality of gameplay and it's nice that 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 fans still have this amount of say in the game in terms of like totally. yeah because because remember when there was COVID and there was no fans and every player was like it's just not the same with no fans it's yeah. shitty it's lifeless it's you know it's easier to get going when there's support behind you but ooh ooh Militao's a little baby wow yeah he's everyone's fine crazy baby Militao Adair <laughs> Interesting game so far. Yeah, good matchup. Yeah, I think um, this is. What, I think this is what I was expected. I guess. Yeah, it's almost. What did I say? Penalty in the seventy fourth. I don't want this to go to PKs though. I don't. Want, I don't either. I really don't. Oh yeah, we we're talking about Rio. Yeah, he just. Well, anyway, I think we finished up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I don't I don't remember who the pundit was who actually said it, but somebody did allude to the fact that PKs does significantly take away to the outcome of the game. Paul Merson said Paul that. Paul Merson, yeah. who rarely hits, but I would say <laughs> I agree with him on this very much. It does it is just nicer to just see a ball totally. going to the net and the, just through the fluidity of gameplay, but Yeah. Let the let the game play out as it as it's played naturally, so but unlike NHL, where you just can keep doing overtime, somebody will die on this field if they just run for three and a half hours. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's really it's understood. A, it's but what if they did what the NHL did, though, where when you head to overtime, instead of the traditional 5v5, it's 3v3. Maybe 3. What if we did like a 7v7, open up the field... Let the boys open up you their have legs to a think bit. A seven v seven would result in a goal, like with it and under. They should do. They'll do testing of it, obviously. But I feel like that has to result in a goal, like yeah, very fucking quickly. Right. They get there in training and they're banging goals and then, like left and right. right. For, <laughs> for a manager to then be like, shit. So I'm I'm limited. What you say, seven players. So if you only have seven players, then how do you set your team up? If you can do like handball, there's got to be a hand ooh, in there somewhere. That's gonna get reviewed. Var's gonna look at that. So say you have to set a seven-man lineup. Are you like, I'm going to still keep four at the back and just like... Nah, it's not. Uh-oh. Uh, it's, it's close to his body. Yeah. It's tucked in. Yeah, I'd keep... No. I'd keep I, three... Def- I'd keep two. I think I'd still keep four at the back if I'm being a four-five. Three-two-two. Three-two-two? Yeah. I'd pick two-three-two maybe. And then have my wingbacks play in the in the three. You'd have to have the right wing backs, obviously, right. to deploy that. But I would have, I would just have two defenders. It would be really interesting, and that's that's some beef people have with NHL is they hate the shootout because it's like a weird way to end the game. But <laughs> they also eliminate that in playoffs. So yeah, I feel like I wouldn't want that in the Champions League final. So I'd say no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. too too much of a change. No. Oh! <laughs> Who? What did I say? Madrid go one up. I Who is this? Venetius. I said Venetius. Venetius pokes one in. Fucking damn it! Daniel just texted. Oh, Cam is Vinny. stressed. Cam is stressed right now. After all that good work Liverpool did in the first half, all that aggressiveness. 
Despite that, Madrid have had a goal called off and now a goal called on, if that's even the right English to use <laughs> right. for that. But There's still 30 minutes left plus. Jalen says in your face, Cam, on the chat. Uh, Cam, what do you have to say to that? 30 plus left. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. on, he's onside. He's onside. 100%. Oh, Trent. That's a great ball across. Oh, wow. Vinny Jr. gets the goal. Good finish. Liverpool, Fuck Madrid Liverpool, going man. up. Let's go. So my uh, my prediction of Liverpool 1-0 is already out the window, so that's great. What have you done for me lately, Reds? <laughs> it's all about what have you done for me lately. Yeah, you're right. The thing, is, the thing is, like, Liverpool... They've been comeback kids, though. You're right. Kim, there's a lot of time left so in this game. All Liverpool have to do is score a goal, and then it, more, goes, and then more, it goes to extra time, and then PK's... More up. likely than Madrid seeing this out 1-0 to me is Liverpool scoring 30 seconds from now, like, on a complete... You know what I mean? That's been their whole brand the last we'll two seasons. Because we'll he does his hood up, bro. <laughs> whole game he's had his hood up. What is the deal? Who are you hiding from? <laughs> Who's out there? He's about to get served any moment, and he's just waiting. Vinny Jr. Vinny Jr. Still reeling from the news. Treehouse bought a golf course. Also, I didn't, I didn't comment on it, but when you sent when you showed me the picture, I was like, "Wow, that's really nice, it's tremendous, sick." Everything they do just looks like a million bucks. Yeah, it, truly, their brand is incredible. I'm not even a big IPA guy either. You know, it's crazy because they don't yeah. distribute. To like package stores, right. but they had and, all this money <laughs> and, and and breweries like Trillium too. The only other place I've ever seen Trillium beer that wasn't one of their locations was Gillette. When I went to a Revs game and they had like a like yep. a really nice beer section. Of course, a can was like twelve bucks, but <laughs> Treehouse will do that too. They'll do like Julius tents at Fenway or uh, not Fenway. Yeah, no, no, no. It was Fenway actually. That's huge. They probably made a killing. If a if we went to the game it. tonight, and then they had a uh, ten up, I definitely got one. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Pull out the fucking card, dude. Wow, thirty minutes. I, I don't match. think I could say enough good things about Fabinho. I've I've verbalized this He's quite incredible. a bit on the pod, yeah. but I truly I don't have enough good things to say about him. Like, thank you. There have been times <laughs> I'd say that if we could steal one player from Liverpool, it would be him. Like, it's still like I said potentially Fab. would be I said Fab. When we did um. Uh, a couple, I think it was like two months ago, we did a, if you could uh, exchange a rival player, or if you could grab a rival player, who would it be? I said Fab. Yeah. Just for the sake that we need a midfielder. He's played like three positions yeah. tremendously oh, well. fuck off. Got to keep a level head here. There's one thing about Liverpool is they can't keep a level head. <sighs> Connor's not here. <laughs> I'm fucking yeah, imagine if we had Connor <laughs> no, here too. I, I did that joke and then <laughs> I looked at Cam and I was like, <laughs> if, that, "If Connor was here, he'd bug the fuck out." The mentality <laughs> monsters—they're called. That's that's a really bad challenge. By Valverde, dude. Valverde got him on the ankle. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. He literally just cleaned him out. <laughs> yeah. No. No hard. ball. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, I, I think Liverpool's going to get one back. I don't think they leave uh, empty-handed still today. That's for sure. Yeah. But this would be like, this would be, if Real Madrid were to win like this, then it would be kind of consistent of how they've, obviously they've clawed back from coming down, but th- this is a game that they've been 
dominated in in possession wise and chances created and all over the pitch. But I think if they were to win, then it'd be it'd make sense. The last ten minutes, they've been all over it. Yeah, it does say something that they have. Like I said, they have the the goal that counted and still a goal that got called off. I mean, they still had a ball bounce their way. So uh, today seems like things are working out for them pretty well. But to that point, I mean, there's no team you want to be one down to less than Liverpool, in my opinion, because their ability to get them back is pretty incredible. Yeah. And this isn't a knock, but uh, drawing penalties is nowadays a skill that a lot of teams need to have because of the amount of extra goals it can give you. And I think they have that factor as well. Though I won't know because the game is buffering. So, <laughs> what's going on? I think is it, is it the rain or something? What's going on here? I don't know. If the rain, Andrew, is affecting our stream, I have a beef with <laughs> Paramount Plus. But it could be the, it could be the sheer amount of people that are streaming this game right now, which I'm sure is substantial as they've billions as probably, they've illustrated. Yeah. yeah, it's more than the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! There's a lot Mo, of space for sol- oh, oh Teebs, he's man tremendous. I love so to see good. if this was actually on frame, but still great, great effort. I think it was on frame, but just a matter of. I'm gonna see this again. How, how, oh how yeah, that's a great. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a great save. Jeez, Tebos had a game and a half, huh? Yeah, they real Ferdinand's. Speaking facts. If this was a sixty, well, take it easy. This <laughs> this was a sixty-five minute game. Take I would say ease. he gets he gets player of the game for for Madrid. No, oh, doubt, if it was N one, no, I'd say Courtois man of the match. He's been he's been fantastic. I mean, you talk about uh, a keeper that is steady and unlocked the whole game. You get yourself a speed stick. You're steady and you're unlocked <laughs> all day, and that's why I use speed stick very often. I'm gonna clip every single one of those and then send it to. Here we stick. go. I bet they'll maybe like it. They'll send you. A, they'll send you a free two. They sent me like eight years worth of speed stick. I'm like, wow. You could have just wrote me a check for like a hundred bucks instead of all this speed stick, but I'll be the most deodorized human being in Massachusetts. Jota's coming on. <gasps> Why Dude, is he, Diaz oh, is off? Diaz is off. I mean, I he's done nothing. You're right. Marvel Hall's had his number. But he's been like, completely unlocked. This is a bad. one. This is one, you know, one of two legs. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. one leg. You know, so he just lost twenty five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, hey, but the wins are they're worth the losses, man. All right. That's why I'd get into betting and I'd bet for Liverpool because that way if they win, at least I won some money. And if they lost, it's like I get the joy of Liverpool losing. Right. That's where I'm. At. I'm at in my life right now. It's a win-win. It's all about Liverpool losing at the end of the day. Liverpool tears is just my main Isn't this a Premier League podcast, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And the media is so supportive of Liverpool. I have my feelings towards another Premier League club. Hence, I want them to lose. I would say my Liverpool hatred has surpassed my Arsenal hatred at this point. Oh. Hmm. Maybe Joel Matthew should have been in today. Huh? <laughs> and what would if you were to make one more sub this game? What would you what would you make? Or are you keeping things the way that they are? Is there a sub you'd like to see? Or maybe one that's called been called for at this point. The Jota Diaz sub is sort of strange for me. Uh, I, a little I, bit. I don't. Like I don't that, hate so Jota. Like I don't either. But I. <laughs> Luis Diaz like retains the ball so well. Granted, yeah. like Carvajal has like played really well against him. I think Salah should have came off. I guess. I would have taken Mo off. 
I what do you do? Do you play Jota just like a little bit further inwards? You could play him through the middle and keep putting Mane out wide. He's such an aerial threat that now you can maybe right. oh, no, the you, cross you, is more. Oh, no, so if you take a, more of a fruitful, that's a if you take on, if you mine. take if you take Salah off, then you just put that's a foul on Mo. You keep Mane in it. That's bullshit. It's stupid. Ah, oh, that's get out of here. Stupid. Tony Cruz, who has a hundred pounds on Mo, probably right. I don't know who else you put in. Like right now, I don't. Is Bobby's on the bench, right? Bobby's on the bench. He's fallen quite out of favor, but he's still capable. He's, Bobby could go for some money. He he's been he's been floating up. around. Yeah, Liverpool fans love Bobby though. Looking at the the bench right now, I mean maybe Simikas. He's really good. We can take Robbo off. Simikas is really good in the attacking third. So would you take Robbo off? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's semi-cost for Robbo. I don't know if I would take Robbo off right now. Right now. But, like, I think Simikas is better in the attacking Yeah, player. he is, yeah. To do a quick run-through on stats, boys, some of these are eye-openers. Liverpool have 15 total shots with six on target. Madrid have three with two on target. It's crazy. Liverpool lead in possession at 52. Pass accuracy, they have an 88 as opposed to Madrid's 84. Liverpool have a yellow card, and then they've had two corners, and Madrid have had one corner. The, so. the, the shot, the shot, on the targets. shots yeah. is what stands out to me the most. I mean, very few on target. Clearly, they came out a bit hungrier in this game, like we had said, but it changed the momentum. Cam, once again, proving that you truly will never walk alone. No, <laughs> need to change the momentum. Here. Yeah, yeah. baseball players flip it. that inside out and wear a rally cap. It's usually what they do, but. <laughs> Baseball fans are also insane and eat yeah. hot dogs for three hours. So <laughs> at that point, your stomach is playing tricks on you. And after that, your 10th glizzy, you're, you're not thinking poisoned. straight. <laughs> yeah. I'm 10 glizzies in. I don't you know what I'm capable sweats. of. Yeah, <laughs> I have the bad meat sweats. <laughs> oh! Wow. You kind of have to leave Mo in this game. This is like. LeBron in the finals level it's trying to prove a point. He put, it yeah. as, he put it as unfinished business. So. Mo would refuse to come off if he had been the sub call off there. He, honestly, guys, I think I think Liverpool's scoring. I think oh, I so. do too. I I think that as well. Just a matter of when. Yeah. The goals come out of absolutely nowhere for you guys. It's yeah. it's not indicative of your actual come, form that game. That's right. that's why you're able to leg out those games two to one and yeah. one nil and those results go your way is because there's just moments of brilliance. And that, and a lot of times teams that get bailed out that way are teams with great skill and Liverpool do have that, but that's because of good recruiting, which is like yeah. why fans will look back on this period fondly than any other period because right. the recruitment and the players you've brought in has just been unbelievable. I can't believe we got Tiago when we signed him. Diaz too. I mean, I would say even as a Spurs fan, I've been like incredibly lucky in terms of the signings and how well Kulu and Bentecourt have worked out. And then, yeah. and that's why any signing now that comes in, Perisic included, I'm like, Conte knows what trend. he's doing and knows what he wants. But you guys really do have a well-oiled machine, and it's <laughs> tough. Oh God! It's another save from Courtois. He's been incredible. Jesus. Yeah, that's another incredible save. Jeez. I think Chelsea sold him. Some guys just have different careers. Like, 
David Alaba won Bundesliga like every season with Bayern Munich, like for eight seasons, he won the league every year. Yeah. Now has won the league with Real Madrid and is now on the verge won, of winning a Champions he's won, League. He's won a Champions League already. He's what? like what? He's like barely 30 and he has what? Like 15 major trophies at this point. Yeah. yeah he's incredible. Well, he's made incredible choices in his career and I think been a little fortunate in who he plays for. Yeah. Not to take away from his skill, but I, I think like No, he is you can't talented. say he's better than Harry Kane. I know it's like I know that's a crazy shout and this is that's my fourth this is, is my fourth beer, <laughs> yeah. but like in terms of just player pedigree and quality, a lot of that is where you end up. That's largely you make that call a lot of the time, but there's a lot of good players that go without the accolades with it. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, in his position too. Just like, a shitty Spurs fan over here, though. <laughs> in his position as well, like it's not just mm. comparing him to Harry Kane. It's more of like there's a lot of good players that play defense, in the defensive nice. position. That are, every year at trophies are that bailout. Yeah, but they've won more. He's won more, and that's the bailout a lot of the time. And I think it is just that a bailout, a cop out, but it holds weight. But I was, no, I was yeah. saying not as much. As this is think. this. I was saying this in the last spot. I, I said I wouldn't take Harry Kane at United right now. Uh, you, the howlers That's just keep coming insane, from that. Howlers dude. just keep coming from that side of the table. I, 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 w- I That's crazy. Why? Um, I personally wouldn't because we have Andrew. That's f- that's that's knocking insane, thoughts, dude. dude. No, I, <laughs> and you know what? The only I reason explain, I would I haven't explained why. Explain. No, uh, let, one second. No, but the, the only reason I would say that's crazy is because Bruno plays essentially the same role Harry no, Kane does for Spurs right now. I know that's been a huge. Connor he agrees with me on this. Usually he play the same position. They play as. Strikingly similar similar position. Ronaldo plays a nine. So can I explain why? That's crazy. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's insane. I wouldn't take Harry Kane right now because what United needs is like an an injection of youth and and uh, we have this. We have someone who just scored eighteen goals this season. So like, I'm not saying that Kane can't give us more and he can't be a good player. It's just. We're looking for a long-term solution, and Harry Kane is not a long-term solution. He's a short-term solution, which is what a lot of United signings have been. A lot you can't dis- you cannot disagree that we've made these big signings. They're like, oh, it's like he's going to come in and do this, that, whatever. It's short. Like this is going to be twenty goals a season. You think it could be like the next Lukaku if he were to make a move like I, that? I think I think it would just yeah. I think it wouldn't work out well. I think it could easily f- fail. I, I'd rather have keep Ronaldo. Have Ronaldo score fifteen. 15 goals max next season. and Wait, have, You're talking about youth. No, I'm talking I wouldn't take Kane because of the fact that I want someone that's younger and we have someone that can already score 15-plus goals a season and do this and in the same position. So, like, if you're going to go after and, and, a guy, and, and, yeah. And, and, I'd, and I'd, I'd rather invest the fucking money that that Spurs are asking for in, in defensive defensive areas. Yeah, that's what so I would that, say. That's my point. I, that's why. But if, that's, Kane's, if that's Kane came out and said, I want to make a United move and that's where my heart is, and, you'd be... Fucking stupid not yeah. to push but, that but, through. But but that's different. But he's not asking for you to go. Oh, I don't want that. Would be insane. No, However, for right. United, if you for you to hear United guy, going, we're going to try and go hit this Le- Levy price point of one fifty mil. Then I get your skepticism. I, I, either way, it's like yes. If he if he wants to come to United, then that's good for it's it's not, it's still going to be goals. It's still going to be like he no because he 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 would take away from everything United fans love about Bruno. I'm telling you, dude. He's not the same. No, they, I, play, they, they play both take positions. they both take penalties, they right? They both positions. take. But but, but Bruno is thing. not Kane. You don't like 
Kate, Bruno Bruno's plays. Number 10. Bruno's Kate a midfielder for the millionth time. Bruno's a midfielder who plays as high up the field as an attacking yeah, but, midfielder but, could play. But Ronaldo plays and Kane nine. plays about as far back as a striker can play. And not plays the, that role well. They're not the same position. Kane I, plays more in the nine than Bruno does. Bruno plays more in the ten than Kane plays in the ten. So they're different positions. Kane, you, just, could, you Kane, could also Kane, argue their formations are set up differently. You could also you argue the role of like an attacking midfielder is strikingly similar to like a false nine. It, it doesn't like ma- it doesn't matter if it's similar. You guys play a different formation, a different system. You're set up differently. You're, you're set up with a five back, which makes Kane. They ask Kane to drop deeper, drop deeper into a false line Look, position. More. I mean, and he does it well. My point is that if, if either way, if we have to splash the cash for someone like Kane, I'd rather use that money in other positions. So that's why I say I don't want Kane. It's not because I don't think he'll do well or he won't score goals. It's just that I don't think we need goals. We need fucking defensive capability. <laughs> Kane's also the best so, penalty taker. That was on the my planet. point. You guys, like, you guys were doubtful. About sure, that. no, I think so, if you're yeah. talking from a position of like oh my God, Manchester, like in terms of like going out and buying a player, he shouldn't be the top of your list for sure. That's but why I, like, I wouldn't say Kane, yeah. right? But if Harry Kane, to Tristan's point, came out and said, "I want to go to Man United," United you'd be fans fucking going, no. stupid to be like. Nah, we don't need him. I'd, I'd rather not spend the money there. Yeah, like two years ago, he you, was United's you, first you, target it's too. A, it's the same idea of us going for him and him saying that it's the same thing. We still have to spend the money. It's not the same because thing. Spurs still have to. He wanted to go to City, and Spurs set a price tag that was too high, hundred fifty mil, and and City said no. So if Spurs wants to go to United, Spurs set the price tag, and they have to pay it. And I'd rather not us not pay that, no matter if he wants to go or not. They still have to pay a, pay a price tag that's too much money that we can't afford to lose on other players that are more important in positions. And, Andrew, bro, I don't, this market is just not. I don't. We don't the need mar- a striker. The market we doesn't look need, good for you. We don't need forwards. Like that's we don't. No, need, no, no. Like, but but the mar- overall, I'm saying you like could use forwards to go back to where we, like we had <laughs> we had goals in us. Had, to, to go back to where United should be finishing next season. I mean that that would it would mean. Incredible business getting done, and I don't even think I don't think the market is even good enough for United to make enough improvements. It's going to take three to windows easily, three transfer windows. Yeah. Regardless took- of where anyone stands on Maguire, you will absolutely need another center back. You will need another wing back to replace Juan Basaka, who's likely back, to leave. Yeah. We need a fullback. It's a like, Klopp. Three we need a fullback. Yeah. yeah, we need. A, we need, a, we need a, and that's with the best recruiting in right. world football. So that's that's grant. That's saying every investment goes according to plan, which like no team has we, has seen. Right. So we, we don't need. Ask a, me about Ndombele or Lo Celso. Ask me how those. We don't need went. a wing back. We need a proper fullback, someone Come who can on, defend and, and and do the job that going forward does. But I just the United name is carries massive weight still. I just I think that is also a tank running out of gas as well. Like I I, I mean I, I don't the Kane thing I think is not that crazy because I just don't see us needing him as a in, in but a, the poll I'm saying the poll to United is like I feel like way less than what it used to be. And it's because season after season there's just like this bad fizz out at the end of the season. Like, I mean, losing one nothing to Palace at the end of the season was such a fart. Yeah. And it was such like an indicative of what the whole season but was Spurs, like. But where, like, the Spurs still have, they, you guys still have pull. Like, like regardless, you guys have never won, you've never won anything and you guys are still able. Which is to, where I'm like, where is the pull coming from? Yeah. That's what I'm, no, seriously. <laughs> well, I'm it's like, coming from London, bro. I love my club and I, and, and they've made, and the, the stadium is huge strides. The, the, the training facilities are incredible. 
but but oftentimes I'm like I, I still what I love about them is I still feel like we're that like smaller club punching up. I still even after all this all the stadium changes and Conte and Mourinho and and all of the the big time stuff that the club has done, I still feel like we're that team from White Hart Lane punching upwards and trying to hang with the Giants. So that's what I like about the club. But I mean the the pull. It, I feel like it's mostly Conte now. That would that's what the pull is. Well, it's like, Kane song. It's Kane too, but yeah, I uh, was that a light? The sun is out. Oh yeah, you're right. The sun is shining. The Are sun. we out of the rain? Yeah, the rain's out. I'm about to piss my pants, Cam. I need you to come like take oh, this sorry. seat, so I'm not. It's not just Andrew here. But um, yeah, just talking to himself. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, what was that ball, Bobby Chompers? There was a bit. There was a big. There was a big chance with yeah, so, Bob, so, Bob, really? so Bobby's now on. Who came off? Um, Henderson and Tiago came off for Bobby Chomps and um, Keita. Keita. That'd be Keita. That'd be Keita. But uh, yeah, I, I, I stand by my decision in terms of not having Kane. I respect that. I think you're a fool if you think that he doesn't, he doesn't Kane wouldn't improve your side. He's not a long-term solution. That's fine. That's what... No, that's well. That's not okay. We've only you had improve your side. We've only had like individual like Ronaldo scored eighteen goals this season. Like he was third in goal scoring. Harry Kane is a step up from Ronaldo right now. I would say, but I'd rather sign someone younger who can develop under Ronaldo and Ten Hag for a season, and then fucking come out and actually score a buttload of goals, and we'll be there for another five years. You, Harry Kane is a leader. Would be in the side longer than he'd he'd have a, he'd have a Kane have a solid three years at most. <gasps> Dude, come on! He'd have Kane have three would have three years at United tops. Then he gets sick of the club and leave. <laughs> How long do you think Ronaldo's going to be around for? Dude, he's like another 36. year. Said I said sign someone that's younger, cheaper, with a potential. Who? I don't know. I had to figure that out. I know every middle all I know is no, our, I, I, all I, I know is that saying. all I know is that we need a defender. Let Ten Hog just build it. Yeah, yeah, let him find someone that is is out there. I mean, I'm like already so tired of the Ronaldo saga. At United. I know oh. every every middle schooler is going to be so mad at me for saying that, but I I am so tired of the drama that he brings with him, where he goes because of his pure magnitude, like yeah, because of yeah. just his existence, and that's yeah, he's. I don't know, the first or second greatest to ever do it, depending on who you ask. I don't even really give a shit about second. that argument. To, to be completely honest, I don't give a shit where he stands in the GOAT argument, but he is up there in that argument, and while he's there, it it's just becomes way too much about him. And I think to win in the modern-day Premier League, you do need to sign big-time players, but it needs to be cohesive. That's why Liverpool and, and City have so much success, because... Even more so Liverpool. I mean, <laughs> that was awful. Keita. That was awful. Not be fucking Keita. That was tough. Uh, that was but that's why they have that so brilliant. much success is because they're such a well-oiled engine together. And I think Ronaldo just takes away from that, honestly. I think it becomes too much about him. And it you, li- you live and die by the Ronaldo because no, he, he bails you out in Champions League. He scored so many goals to get you to where you were in the table, which wasn't, which was definitely below expectations. And Ronaldo wasn't. He pro- does. He's not a, like a future investment, really, to me. But, like, but, a, he, but the, the thing, he wasn't a problem. I, I, I know he wasn't a problem, and and you know, I read. It was ar- a really interesting argument. So no, I read. No, I read the. I read the article, and it's it's also an article, but it, it's journalism, and I don't know. Like, I, I Samuel Luckhurst is a pretty well known 
um, journalists, in the, especially with Manchester Evening News. But a lot of young players, A, looked up to Ronaldo, and he carried the team for the most part towards Good touch towards Ole's like tenure. Oh, dude, no fucking Courtois again, dude. This is this is Tebow's game, man. He's dude, that, that touch was insane. That touch was insane. Unreal. That was an insane touch. That's a goal he scores ten times out of ten. I don't know. That was kind of tough though. He's kind of <sighs> hit it with the outside of his left. He tried to chip it over. An incredible a, a, save. A big goalkeeper. That's insane. No, but so Tebes. this game is insane. That wow, 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 wow. Fucking, this is insane. I'm like ready for a goal to happen with Liverpool, dude. <gasps> and here we go. Look at Diogo. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no, Jesus! Is that Lampo. James Milner? Oh, oh no, it's James Milner. Oh, Ooh, they bottle it. That was well worked up until that last. But honestly, the pass that Benzema was kind of tough. It was Eighty behind, second it was minute, them. y'all. Eight minutes left before stop. He stops. <laughs> it's gonna be like five minutes. I got it. Yeah, time. I think it will be too. <laughs> this is the worst part. Because of the firecracker delay in the beginning, they're going to give him an extra courtesy. <laughs> Five minutes. Give him an extra 30. Yeah. Jalen said 1,000% Bobby is scoring. Oh, that would be so disappointing for me personally. Why? Bobby Firmino might be my least favorite he Premier hates, League player. Bobby. I'm might be my least Why, favorite. Why, dude? Yeah. How long do you have, Cam? How long... <laughs> How long are you planning on being here today? Dude, Bobby Chomps is the fucking guy. He's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper false nine. He's incredible. He's a proper false nine, which is legend. definitely a dying art. That is... No, Divock Origi is a Liverpool legend. I really don't think Firmino is a Liverpool legend. Yes, he absolutely is. Absolutely no, he, is. Wait, you really? You think that? I think Bobby I think Firmino highly is, enough of Liverpool's club historically to say that Firmino is a great signing for Liverpool and a cult favorite, but I would not say he's a Liverpool. Legend. I think he's top five like foreign players in the Premier for foreign strikers in the Premier League ever. Yes. Oh, that's so you have Torres, that's kind of a Suarez, I think he's top three in terms of goal and Percy. I mean, his goal tallies are up there. He's had he's top up, three. He's had double. Di- he's had double digits. Multiple seasons, I think he's a proper. I think he's a proper. No, forward. Too many good, too many good strikers to say top five. I would say, but I, I mean, he's top five. No, he's good, but I, I think, I think enough of Liverpool's history as a club to say that even, even he'd be more culty for me than he would be all time. But dude, no, maybe Bob, with no strikers, way. but Bobby's up there. Kamavinga's coming on. Okay, but like, what is like the last two seasons? Bobby hasn't played that big a role. I feel like, He's okay, old, un- unfortunate. Okay, unfortunately, and this is more to be said about the false nine role is you can kind of go without one. They help and they work when when you have the right players. Kai Havertz comes to mind with with guys like that too. But the false nine is not a common enough thing that Kane plays a false nine. Well, according to you, Andrew, he plays higher up the field because he's no, he not play, as far he back. Plays like a, I just said, I said earlier, Kane plays a false nine. Which is basically what Bruno plays, essentially. No, like, Bruno I don't know plays, how Bruno you Bruno like, plays it. Draw my top five statement. Bruno, that that's definitely high. Bruno happened. plays yeah. a ten. Bruno, you put it, but it sounds like if you want to say he's a Liverpool legend, that's he, an argument he you could make. 100%. I don't know if I'd call him a Liverpool Tristan, legend, but he is. Bruno plays a ten with Ronaldo in front of him. Kane plays a nine with three midfielders behind. They 
You guys play with Bentacore and it's uh, not even an insult. I'm not. It's not no, even but, like trying but, to. But they're not. The, but they're not the same player. But but Bruno is your best goal. Barring Ronaldo, who has just joined the team this season, Bruno was your most adept goal scorer. He played yeah, but a they very forward-thinking role and took all your penalties. But it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't it doesn't mean that they play. The, Bruno was asked to defend more than Kane is. Bruno is a, def, a midfielder. He's a midfielder. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think he's asked as, to defend as much as Kane is. Kane is our best defensive, like heading defender. Like really is. Like Kane is. Bruno plays a ten. Kane plays a nine, a false nine, but he's up and back a little bit more. But. Plus, Bruno, you have Maguire and Varane to count on in terms of defending. Bruno defends like a lot more than Kane does. Kane oh. is a forward. Kane is a true forward. Trent. Andrew, I don't think I've ever seen Bruno even defend. Like, I don't... You don't watch <laughs> enough United games then. I don't know. I do. I do. I no, really... Don't. I don't... That's not... that. that you. If you're number 10, you have, you're asked to defend in the in United system as well because they fucking don't have possession. He's defending. United yes. concede kind of a lot of goals. So in terms of like the defense, it doesn't mean he's, he's defending well. He's just like. defend. He has to get in defensive positions. Kane does not have to get in defensive positions. He doesn't, unless it's a set piece from the other opposition side. That's it. He's off. I, well, Kane does that not. Might, Kane that does might, not. Def- it's just based off their roles. Kane does not defend more. That than might just That's be just something fact. you and I have a difficult time seeing eye to eye on. I think I. Midf- I view you, them- think a, you think a midfielder defends less than a forward does. In in terms of Harry Kane versus Bruno, yeah, I do honestly think That's, I think that is ridiculous. Harry Kane is good at every single aspect of the game, and that involves involves That's not how football heading. works. That's not, if you if you are a, if you are a team's number, I nine. think football changes, Andrew. That's what I think about it, and that's why I think no. we can make comparisons like this. No. We don't really see a lot of defensive fullbacks anymore, like Gary Neville. That's what the the game has changed. Fullbacks not, play. Fullbacks, fullbacks are midfielders now, and they weren't fifteen twenty years ago. Well, so it's like I don't. Not, not uh, you just say we don't see a lot of defensive fullbacks. Fullbacks anymore. is like fullbacks. Not, no, not way way less. Like look, look at how Liverpool play. No, but they're still. I mean, you just Rob, see the stop from Trent on fucking Vinicius. Okay, <laughs> if you want to pull a specific, Rob, well, what has been the whole question mark about Trent this season was can he defend well enough? I know I just said that he's been sick. better about it, yeah. but no, no, Robbo. Reese James, Reese James is a better defender than he is going forward. Like it's uh, that I, that I don't I don't no, agree with that. He is, yeah, he is. He is. He's a better defender. Reese James is known for crossing the ball. That's like his main thing. Cro- crossing crossing it, and his long range shooting. It does, it does, That's how he's found his spot no, at Chelsea. He was a, scoring goals. Him and Ben Chilwell were both. Were neither of them. Ben Chilwell is a better defender than he is going forward. Where 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 where, where are you watching this? I don't have no. I have no. They're a better. Ben Chilwell is a better defender than. Trent Alexander-Arnold is a better is better going forward than he is defending. Like, but Ben Chilwell is also a guy that again you bring on. He's on because of his offensive capabilities, his ability to put but, in the cross. He but, can take free kicks. But he's at, a forward thinking wingback. You're only a wingback if you're playing a wingback system with five at the back. Not every team plays with wingbacks. Liverpool don't play with wingbacks. They play with fullbacks. Uh, but Spurs play with five at the back, yeah, and they play their wingbacks up, and, and other play, teams who play with four at the but back they have play, their guys good enough. they play with wingbacks. Wingback is more attacking-minded. Reese James is less attacking-minded, is more of a defensive player than he is attacking. He's only... Yes, I mean, I guess he, he can play it when... I mean, Chelsea do play That's a five-back. That's what back. I'm, I'm confused Chelsea about. Chelsea do play a five-back. It's like, I think you're... you're I'm arguing just, more about their defensive capabilities, and I'm saying I just, I, just, I just don't think the fullback position is dead. Like a fullback is a fullback, and then no, I don't think it's dead. Like, I never said Kinsello, that. But it's different. Like Hikimi is a prime wingback. Like he is a pure wingback. And then, I mean, how like how many 
And because I think because we disagree it's on some bit of a rant here. <laughs> how, well, how many do you think? Like, how many would you say are textbook defensive wingbacks there are in the league right now? Like, name your top three. Like somebody who's out there to play defense mainly. I would say Juan Basak is one of them, right? Like that's the guy I'm thinking of when I think Kyle Walker. Even you could say, and I've just given you mm-hmm. two. Like, can you name Robo? Robo plays more more defensively. Than but how? But again, like if you think about a, a, a forward minded wingback, Tariq no, Lamptey, Alexander Arnold, Regulon, Sassignon, I would say, and those are two Spurs guys. I'm saying, I but think, I think they're asked. I think I think fullbacks are asked more to go forward, but I think the they're just asked more I in think, general. I think a wingback and a fullback are different types of players. Like you said, even Perisic plays wingback. Like he's not Trent Alexander Arnold or Regulon or any. Like they're just different types of players. So I think. I think the term wingback is thrown around no, a little bit on. too much nowadays where it's like they're just a f- attacking-minded well fullback. Well Robertson. Like Trent's an attacking-minded fullback. Five minutes. But at the end of the day, he plays a full. He plays a right-back position. Like he is set there. And and we criticize and be, him and be, rightfully. And, and because Liverpool are so attacking-minded, he needs he's asked to play more attack, attack-minded as a player. But he, he also can defend nowadays. Before, it was he was only crossing and set pieces and... And his ability to get forward, but now he's this is probably what Cam probably is his best season defending. Who's Trent's defending? Yeah, probably not. You'd say no, no. I'd probably I'd say I wouldn't say it's his best season defending. Was was it when they won Champions League? Was that his best season defending, or the league? That was his best probably. offensive. I would say probably when we won the Premier League, actually, which is what nineteen twenty. Oh, 2020. Yeah. Damn, this game is four minutes away from ending. What do you know? I know, I know, guys. I still think Liverpool can get one here. I still think so, too. I think we need a corner. We need a corner taken quickly. We need a corner taken quickly. So is Rudy just like, is Rudy on, on the bench? bench? I don't think so. Rudy is gone. He's going to AC Milan. <laughs> is that, but did they just end his career like on the final? Day? They didn't even get, he didn't play. He was dressed up in He needs to be clothes. in right now. He needs to be in right now. Connor's gonna, Connor and you are going to say you guys He's didn't not. win. You, Connor, you, you and Connor are going to say you guys didn't win today because Rigi wasn't in for corner taking quick. <laughs> Maybe. I think he's going to vanish as a player when he leaves Premier League. <laughs> you Truly, think so? I think he's I think going so to too. vanish when he I goes to so Italy. Too. I mean, he's going he's gonna to ask to be played more, and he might not score. He'll... I mean, it's already like you can add to his resume that he's a good team player because that was his team role at Liverpool, and he adapted in that role very well. But sure. I think this t- Italian football is too different. It's just it would be asking so much of him as a player, and he has to play Milan. A lot. Yeah, he he doesn't, too, he doesn't play for at all. that to work. Right, like, like, you can't just assume he's going to come in in the seventy fifth minute and score a bunch of goals. Like I think he's going to vanish, and he'll be known as he's more of a Liverpool legend than Firmino is for shit's no, sake. Not. Like, no, come not. on, no, he's like. Not. Through that Champions League campaign alone. He is a cult Yeah, legend. He, he's the cult. I flipped that. He's, he's I flipped that. No. Where you guys think Firmino's the legend no, and, no. and Origi's the cult, I flipped that. I go, Origi legend, dude, you, Firmino cult. Bobby has done you way did, more than Origi has done. Firmino's ever. got you like rings didn't watch and like Premier League crazy like early stuff. 2010. I did. I absolutely did. No, I, you I, did not. I, I, I'm saying. Then you would have a, Liverpool such was, a different sentiment all, against Firmino. Liverpool is not even remotely the club they are right now in that early time. So it's easier for players like Firmino to stand out. 100%. But, but at the same time, like. No, Bobby's Bobby is more. Dude, that's why he's a legend, the, dude. Because who, he what is the best Liverpool season ever, Cam? Seriously, don't for the sake of your argument. What is your favorite Liverpool season? Was when they won Champions League, right? Was that the best season for you? Right, the league, the league. I think the league. league. It's gotta be the league. I think it's the league. I, they have six Champions Leagues. 
Yeah, but that this was is a, our first, first Premier League. Yeah, and you're talking to a guy era. whose club has zero trophies. That was a long fucking time ago, dude. That's when they went into that Champions League final. They were not going no, in with like. I, th- I think every Liverpool fan wants the Premiership. I want the over Premier League. It. I would have picked the Premier the Premier League I, trophy over this. It's 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 solely because it's been thirty. The, but, now but, that you're about to lose, you're saying that. But if they were up one 0 you'd no, like I, I wouldn't trade this feeling Premier for the world. No, I'd be saying the fuck Premier League. League. No. This is a harder oh, tournament dude, to win. I would have picked the Premier League over this. No, I think this is a harder tournament to win than than Premier League. I don't think so. No, most most this is the hardest tournament in world football to win. For sure, you're paying. You're playing against the best clubs in Europe. For sure, the best clubs in the world. But no, Europe. This is the best football. This is the hardest, most high level football tournament of any no, of the tournaments. I, I think the Premier League's hard. Yeah, Premier League's hard. Right. Premier League is harder because it's sustained success throughout 38 games. This is a tournament do, what, style. Uh, okay, so trophy. My argument is like, well, if you ask Bayern Munich, they win their. I, I know it's not the same. They win it's their league the every same. year. And don't Winning even your league make this every point year because it's not the same. Winning your league every year is like is way it becomes yeah, a different thing. Champions League is what you oh need to. God, Champions League is what you need to bring to the argument. Not the fucking we, Premier we, League. That's we, why we talked about. Well, if on. you argue with a Munich fan, they'll go, "We win the league every season." Does Liverpool? No, they don't. What you need to bring to the table is Champions League success, right? And if I'm arguing with a. Bayern fan, I'm going to say it's because you play in the fucking Bundesliga yeah. and you're the only good team. But, but so, which is the emphasis on why the Champions League is so important because this for is them, a, for sure. a very true metric of success for them for sure. But, all, but it's also maybe the truest metric of success. Or the you Premier League about is. It. Why do that's you think it. that's it? Fuck off. Why do you think the best coaches and the best players are all going to the Premier League and they're not going to Bayern? I would argue that they're. I would argue that they're. That's not happening though because of what players the f- like. Players Look like the coaches at the Premier League, dude. But okay, but Pat, players Pat, like De Jong Conte. are not going to the Premier League because the team interested in them is not involved in Champions League. If he, if the Premier League was, re- I'm, I think it's the highest level league. But what I'm saying is, there's players who will never play in the Premier League because it's too much a risk in terms of getting into Champions League. So, agreed. So in terms of like success, that Venetia is crying. This is the highest level trophy you can possibly get. So in terms of like what will matter more, I understand Premier League because I think because that's driven by your hatred of City. That's the only reason you would say you want to win Premier League. Is I don't even see that City. City. No, no. I, I, I talk, Every Liverpool fan so hates City, dude. I, I have I have a personal I have a personal story with a, a couple scousers that, that drove us to London. They told me that most people, the sentiment in Liverpool, them two specifically, was they would rather win the Premiership than win Champions League. Because... To end a to end cities like obviously Liverpool had already won the, the league once, but to con, like continuously end the reign of City would be a a fucking pro. And then also they ha, they had won it once in thirty years, so to win it again would mean like consistent success in the league itself. So that would mean it, for the club, it's domestically it would make more sense for Liverpool fans to want to win the 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 Premier League over over um, the Champions League. And comparing it to the Bundesliga is different because. It's two different leagues, so obviously, totally. So, like, it's not not in the sense of comp- I mean, like saying it's, it's not it's not PSG, but it, but no, it's not. And my my point is, it's not different just because it's two different countries. It's just two different leagues, and it's two different mentalities. And it's also like you you want to win domestically. You don't like you want you haven't won this trophy. That's the, what you what you play thirty eight games for, and you only won it once in thirty years. So you want to win it again. And you want to keep doing that, and like you, you have success in Champions League, so there's no point in continuing that success when you you know that you're successful there and you've done it mm-hmm. in recent time. So the sentiment that I got is that most Liverpool-based um, people want Premiership success. 
and that's it. Agreed. And it's it's difficult though because it's harder to at, win. At the end too. of the day, if you won today, you'd be like ecstatic and you'd be happy, obviously. But at the end of the day, you know, city. I definitely. I think range. it's different. I'm not ready to say it's harder to win. It is harder. I think it's harder. But to get more competitive league, but it's also every every German fan or every French fan is going to be like, yes, like my league is like we've won more like like French leagues. But I it's just like, I don't agree with it. Them. Doesn't I'm, doesn't it doesn't apply to this is the Premier League. Devil's Premier advocate from for my argument again. I don't totally agree with this, but a lot of players have said about the the English Premier League. Liverpool and City are so much better than everyone. How is it that different from our farm? Like you're the Farmers League now, everybody. You don't. You just don't know well, we, it yet. We've had we've had more. There's been more Premier League wins from other teams in the last five years than there has been in any other league. Leicester, Liverpool, City. Right, Three. and that that's part one of those things. That's Syria why I would been, say Premier League is the best. Syria, Syria just did that with Milan winning. Milan and Germany hasn't. France hasn't. France had one team. And it was uh, fucking Nice. Or was it Lille? Who the fuck won in France? Marseille, maybe? No, it wasn't Marseille. It was Olympique Marseille. It, it was Lille. I think Lille won the league. So I I don't know. So Liverpool yes, walk away this season with two trophies, right? Carabao and FA Cup. Yeah. But they don't get the two big ones, Premiership. That's what, what we can't agree on is they didn't get the two biggest, Premiership or, or, or Champions League. I, so, still, I still think yeah. it's a successful season. I'm catching you at a very successful cynical time, season. Cam, but to close out, what are your... Give me 30 seconds on your thoughts on this Liverpool season. Again, I, without the negativity of what you've just seen. For just sure. Now, I, if you can. Two, I mean, two trophies is still... Success. Success. More success than any team in the world has ever seen in a single season. We we won more trophies than Man City this season. I'll say that. Um, but in terms of like this team right now, yes, Klopp renewed for two years, but there's rumors about Mane leaving. Salah's thirty. Tiago's thirty-one. Virgil Van Dyke is thirty. Mm-hmm. It's a golden age of Liverpool. We like you, we need. I think it's disappointing. What you're saying, I think is, it's disappointing. And Liverpool may be on the verge of kind of a changing of the tides a bit in terms of where the team is headed, what they look like, the type of football they play. I mentioned earlier that what their what their Champions League success will mean for them moving forward. You look at teams like Madrid. There's a lot of young talent there, but there's a lot of dependable players who have been around for a long time. And not to knock Liverpool, but that might be where they're headed. It's a team where a lot of guys who have been there a while, their age comes into question, their ability to play 90 minutes comes into question, but what you can't question is their gameplay in finals like this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Liverpool guys put out good performances today. They played the the other best team in, in Champions League, so this would have been a difficult game to find success, but they didn't play poorly by any means. They looked, they created a lot of chances. They looked hungry attacking. So I just think that might be where Liverpool is headed, where maybe if there's some of their premier league success takes a bit of a hit, they will always be a team like Madrid who you're never surprised to see them in a final. Uh, mm-hmm. I would put it as they're a team that can always leg out a final, no matter who is out there. For sure. And I think that helps, but this one sucks. Just, yeah. You want, this sucks. This one sucks. You, you want it. You want it. You want to get one of the two major trophies, and like, yeah, eh, you want it. It sucks. I'll tell you what, though, Cam. Despite this outcome, you were on tremendous form today. Thanks. Wonderful guest. 
Thank you so much for joining us. I love being on here, guys. I really do. It was in a pinch, but last minute you came through, and I couldn't have been happier for it. Thanks for having me. You have a camera on you in the face of defeat, which is something I'm very familiar with. So uh, it's appreciated. Just like Virgil van Dyke right now, you too will move on and get over it. You have a lot of good things in life. Doing very well for yourself. You're headed to you're headed to Italy in a few in a month here. I'm so also you. going to dinner tonight with my beautiful girlfriend. Shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and Guys, that's, that's just yeah. what you need to cheer you up after a time like this. Yeah. As always, Cam, thank you for joining us. Really, really amazing. Thank you for watching us here on Twitch, the Howlers Podcast. Check our link tree out. All of our socials are up there. Check all our content out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream us. See you soon. Bye bye.